What is up, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of Rick for Dirt, the podcast that brings the adventure to you, or in this case, today we are coming live from Jillian Sportsmobile <laughs> out here in the city of Orange. That is not. That is true. Yeah. I'm not lying. And, there's a, there's a, and there happens to be a plane going over us right as we start this, which is hilarious because it's been quiet the whole night. <laughs> you might, we, we are in a flight pattern. That's right. We're in the flight path for John Wayne, the it, approach. <laughs> so, you know, when we were talking earlier this week about, hey, where the hell are we going to do this podcast or what are we going to do? And there was, you know, me and Frank have been like burning it at both ends lately. Um, there's been a lot going on. My Jeep has been broken. We haven't hit any trails. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I the, did Rubic- the, Rubicon. the Rubicon did a number on Kate. Did a major number. So <laughs> I've got some arms coming in from Synergy, which should fix some things. And Buddy Martin is going to help me. Uh, Martin to the rescue again. Well, again. That's all, dude. I'll, I'll take the help where it comes. Sounds like a good friend. Yeah. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> I right? never learned how to weld. Everything else I can do. You should see me with a rivet gun, but welding, <laughs> not so much. And so that's where Martin comes in. Martin's going to yep. weld some shit. <laughs> And then, uh, and then, yeah, hopefully we'll be back on the trail again. Yeah, soon, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's uh, the, the, You think you're going to make it in, in a week? What do you mean? For a trip. Wait, what's in a week? Um, our, friends, our friends at Rebel want to go off-road, man. That's in a week? Oh, that's on the, no. yeah. No, that shit ain't happening. Yeah, that's a, week, that, that's a week from today. No, uh, maybe a little bit more than, yeah. Bye, Frank. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Tell me how it goes. I'll tell you how it goes. That'll be your Rubicon Trail. That'll, that will be my Rubicon Trail, exactly. Fuck. I thought we had more time. <laughs> no, I think it's a week. No, it might be a little bit more. We'll see. No. We'll Anyways, check the calendar. Hi, Jillian. Hi. Jillian Rebecca. Yes, that is me. She's uh, <laughs> She's got fame as a cook. She's got fame as oh, a gosh. Tacoma owner. Yeah. And now she's going to have fame as a sportsmobiler. Yeah, it's van life. Van life. Dude, the van life thing like hit quick. It, it did. did. I feel like it came like, I mean, obviously it didn't. I'm sure there was a lot of planning on your end. But from my perspective, it was like just ba-bam. And it was like, there's van one. Oh, shit, there's van two. <laughs> like, what is happening right, right now? Yeah, there was like right. one van trip. And I'm like, oh, she just kind of like had some fun with the right. van. And then like, wait. She went out again, but it was kind of a shit show. And then I'm like, okay, so she's never going to touch a van again. Oh, she just bought oh, a sports shit, mobile. she doubled down. Yeah. I went, no, okay, how do I take this thing off-road? What do I need? Right. Yeah, um, definitely it's been an evolution. I, I think, uh, obviously I love my Tacoma. I don't, I'm not selling that. I think I have to do like a whole separate post just explaining that I'm not just selling to, the everyone Tacoma. Everyone calm down, calm take down. a step back. People are like, I'm going to unfollow if you sold the Tacoma. I'm uh, like, well, go ahead and do that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, Whatever keeps your world spinning, I, I don't man. Thank you for coming. Why right. You have to tell me that, but Did thank you get your you. gift bag? No. Right. Punch your ticket. See you later. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, no, so I love I love exploring with the Tacoma. I love the um, the accessibility, what it allows. I mean, I've built it to do what I do. Right. Um, yeah. And it's great. Uh, but getting to experience van life, which has been something that has become more and more attractive over the years, I think, uh, I mean, I joke and say that I'm getting old and I, I need things to be more comfortable because, <laughs> I mean, right. I'm so old. Uh, but I think there there is some truth to that in that uh, while camping out of the, the truck is fun, there 
there is an element of suffering. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that, totally. That, yeah. That, yeah, and yeah. I think there's also an element of like, and not just being old, but also kind of like a been there, done that, right? Like yeah. you've been doing it this way for a long time and there's kind of a, a desire, which I think is natural and innate in a lot of us to just change things up and see how it, how it works if we tweak it a little bit and maybe not sleep in a rooftop tent or on the floor or whatever it is you want to shift it to. Yeah. No, I, and so backing up this year, um, I got an opportunity to take a sprinter van out uh, through Storyteller Overland, um, who is a builder for the sprinter vans. And um, that, while it was a conversation to kind of go move into this area, it's a, it's a big it's it's an expense. Sure. Um, it's not Absolutely. something you take lightly. There were thoughts of do we rent something long term? Do we give it a go? But I mean, financially, it's like well, you really only want to do a couple of days of that for the cost. And right. does that really give you the experience that would truly tell you if this is something you could handle? Uh, yeah. So the opportunity to take a Sprinter van, while it's not quite as off road ready as I would like it to be, it definitely gave me the experience with all the amenities of van life. Um, and man, that hot shower and hot water and, yeah. uh, that was, that I was, I mean, everything ends up being a trade off to some degree, right? For so. sure. I mean, you're no longer sticking like 10 pounds to 10 pounds of shit into a five pound bag. That's right? true. Like, you yeah. now have a 40 pound bag. Yeah. Yeah. All of the shit. Yeah. All of the shit. I mean, I'm looking at the canopy right here. Right? Can we make like, that patch? All of the shit. All the shit. <laughs> Bring it all. Bring it on. I mean, you have a smoke alarm. Up here, like a little. Well, I mean, these these That's do like a mini ha- home, right? It, it they is. are. Well, so um, any base, any build becomes. Um, well, you have the ability to make them RV mm-hmm. uh, to classify them as an RV, so no longer commercial, they become RVs. Oh wow! And I think with that classification, um, because it's something you can live in, right? Um, the the so smoke alarm show up. It, you now have to follow a different set of rules. I you believe know, so. Right. I mean, don't quote me on that, but that's my my speculation. Yeah, that's I, cool. I had this total moment where I was kind of thinking about everything we do as like an overland community with our Jeeps and how we like just shove them full of shit and it's like got everything. And like, you know, I was approached by this company called Jul, Julaka, Jul, Jul, Julaka or whatever. It's They're like a hot water Maker, oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Know? They've been making around. Dude, the yeah. shower. Yeah, the shower. Yeah. yeah. So they they offered, and you know, I was really tempted. They're like, yeah, you have to buy it, and then you post some pictures, and we'll refund you all your money. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's it's a big unit, and I don't know where else I'm gonna fit stuff. <laughs> you'd have to, to my you'd have to take one of John's like cargo keepers kind of things and like just, mount it to the outside. Just, yeah, it would it just would live on, on the other side. side. Yeah, yeah, it would totally. just live on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and then I thought to myself, I'm like, we're just a bunch of fucking like RV nomads. Who, we're no, just, we're a bunch of RVs. We're trying to who, RV. Who snub our noses at RVs? We're like. <laughs> We're not going to be at the RV park. We're like overlanding, but it's like we're fucking RVs. Yeah, we we're going to do it the hard way just to be cool. Yeah, It's true. Well, I mean, I think, like you said, there's trade-offs for yeah. everything. Um, when you build something that needs to be a little bit more capable, and obviously there's that line moves for everybody, um, you do sacrifice the amenities, the, and then, the niceness. And, and you want to get some places maybe, maybe a van can't get to. Right. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then you find a Prius park there. Yeah. That's, that's always the most depressing thing ever. <laughs> You're like, we are down to like 13 PSI. You and spend 20 like, grand on gear and suspension. This little, this little Prius is like bouncing around on like I rock. Get to, I get to my campsite and there's a Prius. I've had catastrophic failures on the trail that you've somehow survived. And like you're leaving the trail, you know, after 24 hours of just like everything sucks. Like your vehicle sucks. Everything sucks. And you're driving out and there's like a Honda Civic coming up the trail. Right? And you're like, like, that is mind-blowing to me. I hate my life. Right? That is mind-blowing. 
mind-blowing to me and it's just like <laughs> i mean granted it's a tweaker with his girlfriend like usually <laughs> that's and what so, we tell ourselves yeah. that's how we rationalize it exactly that to me tells me that the that's the hidden gem of toyota's arsenal that we're all buying these trucks and right. and, and suvs when we're just missing the we're just missing the point completely <laughs> we should all be buying priuses and just jacking those up and going wherever we want <laughs> But I mean, again, I, so I love the the Tacoma. The van life has been a um, in addition to basically what it's moving forward. Um, I do love the Tacoma for my independent travel for, and that's become a big part of um, doing stuff with the girls or or, or independently. Um, but when Brian, who is my silent uh, other half, um, when he comes out, it's 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 a rare it's a rarer occasion for him. Is he about this? He is. This is 100%. I mean, oh, he's 100% cool. on board the with van. this. So we're yeah. going to see yeah. Brian more often if No, it's with you won't. We'll see him in the no, background of still, pictures. Like, still won't see Brian him. We'll see the back of his hat. Be on. <laughs> You'll see the back of his hat or a shoulder. <laughs> I love seeing him on Instagram, though. It's, I, would, I honestly would... There's been moments where I've been like, hey, like, why don't you... And he's like, why? Why would I do that? Because he used to have somewhat of a presence well, with no, his FJ. Well, no, he still... He, well, he has is a he presence. Still? Well, no, he has a presence with comments. Like he, that oh, that's right. He's in the comments section. That's right. He's there. Like Conan the Barbarian. Like right. he's the enforcer. He's there, but he just he doesn't. Um, I mean, I will say his career has taken him down um, another paths with social media. Yeah. So okay. that is where he needs to focus. And then he just found himself getting. I mean, I gotta give him credit. You you put your wife. Totally. While I have Dude, grown thick skin, and I don't. I don't, it really doesn't bother me as much as people think it does. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine being the spouse of. And we talked about this earlier where you said that, yeah, it doesn't bother you as much as people may think it does, but you know, we're all human. Like you see things. Oh, we struggle. Struggles are there for sure. Like the people you care about, you don't want to see them like. Exactly. Right. And sometimes you want to defend yourself. Right. Right. And, and even like I was explaining earlier, like my, one of my you know, character flaws, I guess you can call it, is that knee-jerk reaction, mm-hmm. right? Where you just see something, you instantly want to, like, unload and just drop your arsenal of whatever, like, insulting comments you can think of, mm-hmm. right? And Let me tell you how it actually ex- is. Exactly, right? <laughs> and and that never, ever, ever ends well. Like, not once has that strategy You'll worked out You'll never convince these assholes no. <laughs> anything other than their asshole. No, thing. so instead, like, I've learned to just walk away. Yeah. Take 10 minutes, half an hour, sometimes a day, and come back and finally say, hey, man, if you don't agree, bro, all good. Rock on. See you later. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think that's that's part of it. Like, I think there's definitely, you know, we have this keyboard warrior mentality, but, you know. I think. The ex- thick skin and. Ew, absolutely know. necessary to play. Uh, yeah. And I don't think it's. I mean, I will say I talk to people and like who, who who've come across their first obstacle, their first that first uh, comment that just yeah, blows right. them out that of the just, water. Yeah. That, Get them off guard. It's like you have a choice at this moment. And I'm not saying that you have to follow me and say continue on. Because I will say there are individuals that I've watched struggle with this. And I go, this isn't for you. This is just something that you're – it's not worth playing this game. Um, So I do think for some people it's not failure. It's just remove yourself from this. This is not healthy. Uh, But for me, being able to push through some of these obstacles that I've encountered – it's been kind of fun in a sense that like I've there's there's marked growth uh, with my and it has to have been different and I'm being like totally real and trying to get to like a real like the heart of something here that I have to imagine to some degree in a very male dominated 
arena of overlanding and off-roading in general <laughs> that what that you have probably experienced things very differently and even comments very differently than probably Ali or myself have or even been challenged on things that I would never get challenged on. No, right? I get treated exactly the same. Totally. And so that's got to be like, I mean, how, and especially for your husband to watch too, right? He probably sits back and goes, uh, well, she's probably got this. Fucking loser. Right, exactly. <laughs> if they only knew, yeah. right? Like what she, what, what she can do. But still, like that's got to be even like an added thing that, I don't know, Personally, like just seeing the stuff that even my wife does, I like think it's you've just, just marginalized her by even saying all you just said. You should be I didn't marginalize and her. Absolutely not. <laughs> Fuck no. There's no apologies here. Yeah. No, I I think it is true. I think uh, we, as women in the in the male dominated space, we do get treated differently. Um, and while I acknowledge that, and I do think that comes with its own challenges, um, I think if you want to continue playing. You have to just accept that mm -hmm. and not cry about it and not be like, well, you have to treat me like one of the boys because <laughs> guess what? You ain't one of the boys and you're never going to be one of the boys. And it's not because well, they don't like you. It's because you're not one of the boys <laughs> yeah. and you see things differently. I don't want to say the obvious, but are we are we allowed to say that still? Yes. Um, but I think I think embracing that you are different and then really leaning into things that, you know, I, I can with confidence say, I do see this differently and mm -hmm. I think my voice is valuable. And will it be given the same uh, amount of time? Maybe not, because of course we're, the, the community is gonna give um, time to the largest portion. Sure. The companies are going to give money towards the one that makes the most money. I, I and while of course in my moments I do cry about that stuff, um, <laughs> but logically you have to understand that that's just the game we're playing. So I can spend time complaining, or I can just continue being a voice, being an example, or or just speaking my experience. Yeah. Uh, as a female, because I do think there are women that don't hear their experiences out there. Totally. Um, and I think that there's value to that. But I think the complaining and trying to like be treated the same is, is sorry ladies, it's silly. It's be your own thing. Don't try to be one of the boys. You can play in the same sandbox. That they There shouldn't be an elimination of well, women. It's, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's just a fruitless fight, right? Like <laughs> really there's just, is. like there's no, you're, it's almost like every other fight that happens online, right? You're not going to win. Sure. I mean, <laughs> it look, doesn't matter if you're right. So, you, you convert people yeah, all exactly, the time, right? Yeah, also exactly. genetics at play. Yeah, like, I mean, there is, but... Literal different levels of hormones in women than men. Like, there's different types of hormones that are, like, take precedence over others in men and women. It's a, it's a fucking biological fact. Right, there and, is, but I'm also... I guess what I'm saying is, like, I'm sure, uh, and I could be wrong, this, this might be just me... Are you going to mansplain right exactly. now? Exactly. This, this, I'm serious. No, I'm dead serious. This might just me in, like using my own experiences like from a male perspective. Right. Right. But what I'm saying is I imagine that the amount of people that comment, I'm blown away you camp by yourself, is way more frequent than it would happen if I did it. Hmm. You, just, you know what I mean? Like I'm blown away that you're capable of taking care of yourself. Right. Right. That those kinds of comments and those kinds of like approaches or perspectives are imposed on you way more than they would ever be on me. Like no one gives a shit if I can't by myself. Right. And I've seen like other women kind of kind of have to struggle, not struggle. That's the wrong word. Um, have to sift through that crap. Right. Right. Hmm. And, and like have to constantly be proving themselves or right. explaining themselves that look, man, you're looking at this the wrong way. Right. And I, I agree with you. And I think there are, have been plenty of moments that I have felt that way when I hear those comments or, or feel like 
Jesus, give me some credit. Right. Like, <laughs> I, like so-and-so does it all the time. I think the one that it always feels the most uh, unbalanced is, uh, wow, so you never go, you go out without your husband. Mm. Exactly. And that one, not because I have any uh, offense to like, why I, of course I'd be without my husband, but I want to be like, <laughs> there are huge names in the community, people I'm friends with that are men that go out without their wives right. regularly. And no one and even often, raises an eyebrow yeah. to that. And and I'm not, again, this is not me saying like, it needs to be different, right. but that is always one that's like, that's, that's. It says more about you than it does about what yeah, I'm doing, Yeah, like right? that's an interesting one because yeah. there's plenty of spouses that don't go out together. Um, but while I could get tweaked by that, yeah. okay, that's, I hear your perspective. I'm going to continue doing what yeah, I do. Yeah, and that's just I, the male perspective, right? But I feel like the benefit to what you're doing is the female perspective and the empowering side of that. And I think that that's what I really like about what you do in that you you also do a lot of things for the community in general. Like you kind of put out, you have a voice and you use it. I try. Yeah. I get a little, I'm a little emotional sometimes. <laughs> and I don't, sometimes I'm like, forget the community. I don't want to do anything with you anymore. <laughs> you know. uh, but no, I think, but it's valuable. I do hear from women. I do hear that totally. it's made it an impact them. or, or, or that they've just, they've, I think the one that like, they, they haven't seen something that looks like what I do. Whatever that means, whatever aspect of what I do, there's there's some feature of it that um, has impacted them because they have not seen that before. Um, and it's now made them think that maybe they could go out and do something. And I'm not the only w woman doing this by any means. I am not the first. There's no disillusions of thinking that I'm yeah. this, this like superhero. No, like, you're no like self-important perspective, like views, right? No, there are women out there that are crushing it a million times harder than I am, sure. like for sure. But those moments, it's like, well, that, that connection with that woman is, is valuable. And if it just means that for the next time she decides to, I don't know, do something a little more independent or think maybe she can handle something a little outside of the box, like that's, that's valuable. Yeah. So as silly as social media is and as weird as this whole, especially this last yeah, year has been. <laughs> totally. Cause that ties into a larger, per, like a, a larger, and, a, and I think a similarity. We're political now. And a, <laughs> We're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and a larger similarity, I think between all of us, right. Is that, um, you know, when you, when you put yourself out there and the adventures that you do, right. And the places that you go and you, I think you inspire like all of us, right. Like with the things mm -hmm. that we do Everyone does and sure. there's people like, that's one of the things that we we're talking about this earlier that I enjoy the most is when people reach out and they're, and they explain to you their accomplishments because they were inspired to push harder than right. out of their comfort zone. Right. And right. Most credits. Yeah. You with that. Yeah. yeah. Like that's probably one of the coolest feelings I think for anyone that, 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 puts themselves out there is that someone else can see them putting themselves out there right. and is inspired to right. push out of their comfort zone a little bit more. And it's encouraging too, because I think when I feel that, um, I, I wish it was more common, but I, I do love that it's rare because then it feel, I feel it. I definitely, yeah. when someone says that and it's like, Oh man, I haven't heard that in a while. And that was well-timed. I appreciate that a lot that someone's saying that, but it also encourages me in, in another way to, 
we don't encourage each other enough. We yeah. don't point out when right. someone inspires us enough. Um, we're so quick to be like, you're doing that wrong. Let me tell you how to do that better. Like, what's wrong with you? You're an idiot. Like, that's where we want to go. It feels good. It, there's quick gratification with that. Um, yeah. But it feels self-important. Yeah, yeah it, it builds my ego, mm -hmm. all of those things. Uh, but we really don't encourage each other. And because it's, I think it's just human nature. I don't think we do it maliciously. We just gloss over things. Oh, that's cool. And then on to the next. Um, but it encourages me when I feel that to be like, oh, I need to encourage other women as well. Because um, there have been moments where I've realized women who I really look up to really think, wow, they've got it all together. And I see a moment of weakness or a moment of just their humanity. Like transparency of like yeah. who, they, who they are. Yeah. And I see that that weird little comment that I was like, well, that's stupid disregard <laughs> that really hit home to that person because for whatever reason, sure. um, and maybe she needs a little bit of, you know, a little bit of caring or a little bit of encouragement and we don't do that enough. Uh, so to me, it's just, it, I think it benefits the, if you can see things correctly, it really benefits the community. I mean, one day we won't be sitting here talking for the first like 20 minutes of a podcast about, how different you are as a woman. <laughs> That's you know? true. But I and, am uh, but, different. Yeah, but yeah, I know. But I mean, like the reality is, is like this whole conversation has been around like, oh, how does it make you feel when like people are like, I can't believe you do that. But technically we're here talking about the fact that you are a woman, the fact that there are differences, you know, and it's true that you, you acknowledge it yourself. You're like, yeah, there's differences. Um, but it's, you know, it just goes to show society still has some very fundamental uh, beliefs about the gender roles mm -hmm. still and they they continue to play a role in how we think and how we approach things and how we how our perspectives are shifted i mean driving on my way here i was thinking about that you know i was thinking about okay what are we going to be talking about okay well there's jillian and she gets a lot of shit from some guys sometimes <laughs> and we'll talk about those fucking trolls and like tell them that they're all assholes <laughs> and i might like Take this as me telling you guys you're all assholes, and uh, and <laughs> you're and, on notice. <laughs> and then I thought about Thanks, then Ellie. I thought about Frank talking about how the African American community is underserved within cycling, and then I thought about like oh wow like you know I'm at KC I've been actually making a proactive effort to like you know onboard like Stacy, mm -hmm. uh, onboard Ali. Mm -hmm. um, I reached out to uh, Lindsay, uh, the Girl Scout. I, you know, I am on board dude, with that a hundred percent. Love that girl. <laughs> Everything she and her and her man are doing. Yes. Um, with the photography, I think yes. he takes most of the photography, and it's beautiful photography. Yeah, and, another. Guy. And that rig is so bitching. And it's like it's my goal actually. Like this whole year, I've been kind of like reaching out to like certain people that I think fit within the Casey like family style, mm -hmm. and I like to see some balance. Right. So I like to see next time we have summer camp. It's not. 75 dudes and like four two girls. girls yeah two girls four girls whatever <laughs> right you know and it's like it's like we could do better yeah and, and it's important to know that that's not intentional the first part like, like getting 75 dudes like that's just an oversight no, of that's just, just it's just but like that's the percentage just, of the community exactly. that's a representation it just is, right it's, sure. it's not intentional because we see it again not to use the cycling community we see it there too i saw it in the tour de france when i was watching it last month like i saw all these things right and it's just it's not intentional but it's good to be aware and to make conscious efforts to improve. Oh, for sure. And it's like, and I get tons of sponsorship apps in all the time. Like, right. and not a, I wish they were actually like applications or decks, but I get like, Hey, I just bought a Jeep. Can I get sponsored? And it's like, no, um, Hi, I want free stuff, please. 
I anticipate my future YouTube page blowing up. I've been off-roading with my dad since I was a kid. I'm 16 years old now. I'm sorry. Yeah. We might get a little harsh on this. Um, But no, I mean, it's like... Hey, man, the truth is the truth. I always leave them with like some knowledge. So I I tell them how to come Mm, back more correct. Like, you know, come back, find a company to work with or build a following, you know, whatever, all those basic things. But one thing I will say is there's not a lot of... uh, there's not a lot of diversity in the people that approach. Mm. So there's not a lot of women. There's not a lot of ethnic groups yeah. that are coming for sponsorship. There's a lot of Caucasian, you know, members of society that are that are seeking out sponsorships. Yeah. So, you know, part of it is maybe certain groups are underserved, but then also the groups themselves are underserving themselves by not pursuing these avenues of either outdoor recreation or maybe cycling. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't and know. This, you... go, this goes back to an old conversation that we had a long time ago of when we when we were really talking heavily about the adjacent possible. Sure, and the yeah. reason the reason why we started getting involved with Gear Forward to give oh, this stuff we can talk about to, that. By yeah, the way. we won't. That <laughs> we will. I mean, we'll talk about them. But the <laughs> the the reason we got involved with them to help underprivileged kids right. get outdoors, right? And it's it's to show them this space is for you too. It's for everyone. It's not just for the rich kid who has a who has you know a brother, a sister, and a dog and a golden retriever, and they have their you know their Grand Cherokee wagon, and they're gonna go to a national park. Like anyone can go. It's you too. Just because you live in in inner city doesn't mean you can't go to the forest, mm-hmm. right? Like those are. But you know, I guess I guess you know on one hand, it's like people want to like point out like oh underserved, underserved. And it's like at the same time, it's like well I'm I'm here and waiting. I'm Persian. Like I'm not even I'm not even white. Like I will take your sponsorship deck and look at it the same way I would look at anyone else's. Right. And for me to have to be so proactive to find women that fit versus being able to just sort through a ton of like decks and find. Right. It kind of sucks, you know. Like it's like they're well, it's just. Tough. But I think it goes. Knocking. It goes yeah. back to the percentage on the community. It's it it's you're just it's a reflection of of what the community is now i'm not saying it's right or wrong i mean i do think there are other than white people out there sure. I, i've, I've oh, come I across them yeah. i've hung out with them My buddy jenny totally. gx explorer yeah um but i gosh i don't i don't even know if this is misspeaking are we are we combating culture like there there are different ways that it's culture. cultures go at yeah. different activities uh, not right not wrong no totally it's, it's almost like society it's like, a, it's like a push and pull right and you can pull by 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 specifically looking at applicants and trying to pull these people into the genre, into the arena right like trying to pull them in front into the spotlight right but there also has to be a a pull of people that are pushing right, right? that are that are putting themselves out mm-hmm. there that are getting in and right now we're in this weird kind of area where where yes we're aware of a problem but there also just isn't enough of a pull yet yeah right? so we're just trying to drag people in just for the sake of dragging them in it's almost like we're talking about affirmative action yeah which sort i am sort of which but i am not i will just hands down not be because i don't i don't think that um so we'll we'll talk with something i, I can speak to women being females in mm-hmm. the industry um or in the in the community or that then become parts of you know, marketing with companies. Um, it is a weird game for women to play. Social media definitely plays into um, sexuality is a huge part exactly. of us yeah. being here. Um, I I am not ignorant of the fact that a, a part of my success has to do with me being a female and that being connected to my sexuality. Sure. Um, do I... Um, 
lean into that? No, but am I not going? I'm not denying that I'm You're a not woman. Ignorant of it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not ignorant of it, but I'm also not denying that this is who I am and this is how this is how I present. Um, You're not going to stop being you. No, not at all. Can't really. It's biological. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, like some I mean, people, some people, <laughs> some people deliver. I mean, a lot of people. I shouldn't say some. Most deliberately present something different on social right so my point right. i guess that, that's my point is that you're just not going to stop being you i mean if right? she shaved you're, her head and went being, by chuck like, you're being honest story. right Gosh, that would be interesting that would be it? so funny halloween yeah. like i feel like the post that you put out you're just being honest you're being you well you're not getting a um a contrived presentation exactly me. it's definitely uh it's me um but I, you know, and I'm a girl and I, and I enjoy being feminine and there are times when that is accentuated and there's times when that is muted. Um, and I have no problem playing in that arena. Um, but I do think sometimes there's an easy button for women. Okay. Um, and I, I don't want to knock women's choices because I do think that you have that choice and you have the ability to present however you want to. That's that's the beauty of making your own decisions. Sure. Um, but I do, I'm a little disappointed sometimes when I see just that easy button get engaged a little too much um, where where you can yeah. lean into the sexuality knowing that it'll get you a little bit more traction in the immediate. Um, but I have had multiple conversations with companies that have been like, it's such a bummer we find a girl that we'd love to um, start a relationship with and we go a little bit into the feed and we realize ah like she's crossed the line yeah um like we're talking like tits and ass everywhere yeah um or yeah and it's it's a tough one I, again ladies you have the 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 right to do that and and that's fine um, but you're more than that. Mm -hmm. And I get it. It doesn't give you the the feedback right away sometimes. Sometimes it feels like you're failing, like, oh, well. But the, those little victories, because you showed a little bit of extra skin or, or you. They're fleeting, <laughs> you right? Gave like a, just, yeah. Well, you're, you're telling your audience that. This is what you're about. It's kind of Pavlovian. And then they this want is the level that I'm playing at. And then they're going to want more. Yeah. And then they're not going to be happy until you give them more. And so now you've, you've you know, like. And here comes Patreon. <laughs> here comes Patreon. <laughs> what is it? The fans only account? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, no. And I just, to me, to me, psychologically, for I guess for me, it's just not a road I want to go down because I don't. I can't play that game. I can't be constantly feeling like I'm insecure because I'm not giving them what they want, and that I ha and I, that's a line that I have to I have to fight against a lot. Uh, but I want. I, I need to be doing what makes me happy. Um, and if you guys enjoy that, that's great. But if you're not like that's fine. I'm still doing what makes me happy. I get to camp. I enjoy my friends. We enjoyed the trail. Like I'm doing what makes me happy. Um, and sticking true, sticking close to that has been the defining thing for me. Um, and I see women like really struggling, like trying to make things happen, trying to get companies on board, trying to make things happen. And it's like, are you doing what you love? Right. Or do you like do you like just the attention, the attention or the yeah. the likes? Yeah, it's why. And, why are you doing it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I wonder to myself, like, how many dudes would do the same thing if they had the opportunity? I mean, oh, I see a oh, lot of dudes who are see, it just looks differently. Like, totally. The dudes different. are all chiseled and whatever, and it's like, 
yeah, I mean, they they kind of flaunt that, right? Like, right. And then there's people like me, like where it's like, <laughs> dad bod, you know, like, and I don't care. It is what it is. I got two kids and a wife and I'm happy, you know? And it's like, I got nothing but my rants, my podcast with Frank and my Jeep, you know? And, and if that all went away tomorrow, I was like, it's cool. I go back to being marketing director or brand marketing director at KC or some other job and still raising my children. Like, yeah. It's not, I mean- at the end of the day, like you can, I guess you can identify with it. And, I, and I'd be lying if I said I didn't to an extent identify with kind of like what I built around that Jeep. For sure. For but sure. I'm, not, I'm under no um, assumptions that, you know, like that's going to be anything more than what it currently is, which is nothing, you know? Right. And it's just it's a nothing fun, tangible, it's right? A like fun it's, yeah, exactly. Well, there's been moments, I mean, I've said many times like the day i start getting paid for those likes yeah right right right. those numbers mean nothing i was about to say that i'm like the day we start getting some real sponsorship on this podcast (laughs) is when it actually is when it stops being hanging out with friends and actually doing a work but to me like i i see guys i guess see hustling that's one of my pet people i love hustling that's a good word. Let's look at the definition hustle. of what a hustle is. Oh, well, come on. <laughs> um, but I think building something off what you love is one thing. And mm. I think doing that, I think there's a lot of people doing that. And I think that's great. Um, but be, I guess my thing is be really careful because I feel like I've seen a lot of individuals really starting to strive to make this thing that they thought they enjoyed Make money. Or make it a career. Then it becomes, doesn't become fun anymore. Yeah. Make Dude, your make your passion it ain't your job. Fun if it's a job. Yeah. And then they look like so fake, and you're just like, what is this? Well, that's what you're doing? seeing. All of a sudden, this, these weird things are starting to happen with the account. That doesn't make. That doesn't feel authentic. Yeah. That doesn't mm-hmm. feel. Um, I think that's the key word is 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 authentic. authentic. Like I feel yeah. like yeah. it's a it's it's the it's challenging the short game versus the long game. Right. Right. And I think if you're in it for the short game and you want to try and do something and be a flash in the pan, then sure you're gonna try and pull every lever, every trick, everything that you can right. think of in the playbook to try and get you those likes and get up to whatever magic number you've made up in your head that you think is important. Right. But if you're in it for for like a long term play then you have to be authentic and the passion has to come through or else a year from now, two years from now, no one's going to give a shit about who you were, who you are, what you did and what you posted. Totally right. true. Right? And, and, and life is that way. 100%. Right? It's, yeah. that's, that's the thing is that the people that I think truly succeed in a long form are the ones that also live it in their lives where they're not trying to shortcut. They're just doing what they love and they're and they're being themselves. They're being authentic right. in their careers, in their lives, with their families with their passions yeah. and that's I think what people truly gravitate to yeah well and I think being authentic is so important in the again in that long game because why would you want to follow someone else totally and just be a mimic or wow that person did that and it got a lot of traction like I need to start doing that it's like well do you want to oh, do that seen those people ever <laughs> <laughs> did you catch the sarcasm there <laughs> <laughs> a little bit but I th- the 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 movers and the shakers and the people that are are really leading yeah. um in any community just not doing. just here you're doing what you want to yeah. do and you really don't care yeah. that 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 ability to and that's a hard one that is a constant struggle to not care what other people think i mean I think all as humans that's yeah i, don't, I think it's impossible not to oh to of, some of degree, course absolutely. of course you can pretend in front that you don't but i, I think, think at some point i think it's having a perspective that it really doesn't matter in the end but i don't think anyone can ever say it doesn't somehow get under their skin yeah. a little bit right 
our culture is not set up for us to be immune to that. I yeah. think um, it is. Yeah, it's very rare. It's to almost find designed someone. to have it. Oh, one hundred percent. And we're and it's fed and nurtured and and creates its own monster for sure. Dude, it's like that black. Sorry, but it's like that Black Mirror episode. Did you ever see that one? Where you got to narrow it down, dude. There's oh, like, a lot of there's, Black Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> have you, have you, do you watch it too, Julie? I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen them. Okay, yeah. The social one, the one where it's all about the points. Your your points. Yeah. Your life. Where they rate you? Yeah. Yes. Your average. How like legit? I, I swear that's gonna happen. That's that gonna is, happen. That is one of the most. Well, it's true. already happened in China. For yeah, sure. that's right. China has that. China has that social yeah. point system where what you can do in your it's almost like a credit score, yeah. right? God. It's yeah, it's Which nuts. so in a sense we've somewhat started to do it yeah, already. It's, it's, it's definitely three? an allegory yeah. for a credit score, absolutely. Yeah. Yelp, so, I mean Yelp is a good start down that path right? on a business level and just right. imagine just has to take one more step down to a social level yep. before you get Yelp for people. Yeah. <gasps> There's a new business. You heard no, it here first. I don't want to be a part <laughs> of Yelp that, for man. people. Ollie, you're right I don't want to be a part of the downfall of, of, of society. But it's true. <laughs> That's we're all Facebook needs is five stars, right? We're definitely conditioned for. Oh, um, yeah. And we're doing it already. I mean, do I double tap and like your photo or do I do I swipe not really. over? Do I, not I mean, not, you know, no. <laughs> Not often enough. <laughs> That's Sorry. true. I go through my feed and I filter by Jillian, Jillian likes and I don't see them. Where is I'm Jillian? Like, I'm like, Jillian, I, I sat I sat in a parking lot for an hour getting that. this night shot and Jillian didn't even give a shit. I get so... Um, yeah, you did that, didn't you? did you? really like, try what? hard on that one. I'm, I'm like, so bro, what are you doing? Just driving around aimlessly through Dude, Orange County? I was, just, I was just tired of being home. I just needed to get out. I hope REI gave do. you some money for that one. <laughs> no. Why would they give me money for that? Dude, come on. Who do you think I am? <laughs> Apparently someone REI knows. Yeah, no one that REI knows. <laughs> oh, but yeah. No, but I, I think, you know, not to use the word hustle because. <laughs> um, I no, but, the word. but I think that, you know, when I, cause I was looking at this one, when, when, you know, when I was looking through pictures on Instagram, um, Stan Moniz, we, we, mm-hmm. he, he yeah. did the, he did the photography sesh at, um, summer camp. summer camp with Sony. And I was looking at his stuff and I was like, man, this dude is good. Like he makes some, he's got some amazing night photos. He goes up to Joshua Tree all the time, Death Valley, mm-hmm. takes some incredible shots. And people that try to mimic that often fall short, mm-hmm. to your point, right? When you're trying to mimic something, whether it's a process or just a type of a style of posting or whatnot. Right. And the reason they fall short, and this is again, everything, right? Life, Instagram, you name it. It's because that's, he loves that shit. Mm-hmm. That's his passion. He loves going out to the desert, sitting there for hours on end yeah. at night, yep. taking 3,000 time-lapse shots, then going home and working on those for four hours, stacking, making sure they come across great, doing all that stuff. He has a genuine passion for that shit. Unless you have that, you're not going to be better than him or the next guy mm-hmm. or whoever, whether you want to be a surfer, whether you want to be a you know, a cyclist or, you know, you want to live that van right. life, whatever, man, unless you have that passion, that's why it's so important to you can't want it. it. Yeah. yeah. To you have to want it because those are the people that are like setting the pace. Yeah. No, I agree a hundred percent. I, well, and then if, if all of this disappears, which I think, I mean, we've seen platforms easy, yeah. come and go. Yeah. Totally. Um, you I built think your entire life on a in, platform. Rest yeah. in yeah. peace, Friendster. Uh, well, I mean, what my space and, you know, Facebook has kind of gone by the wayside as in some yeah. ways. Um, and I, I, I am a hundred percent like aware that Instagram has an expiration date. Totally. And so we've all put our money into this platform thinking that this is going to get us whatever we want. Uh, 
entire That's, business entire business like marketing strategies are based on like Instagram. Totally. Right? I can vouch for that. We were, we were talking about that yeah. earlier, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's entire businesses are built on their marketing strategies on Facebook. What are you doing? My keys fell into the side of Jillian's uh, <laughs> like bench seat over here. And I thought I could get it there. from the front, but it's like blocked <laughs> off. And so I had to like jam my hand down all the way down the side. Well, Anyways, the good thing is, she's, not, she's not driving away. So <laughs> we can get But I, I think I mean, that is a mentality that I think when I feel like I'm getting caught up in something, it's like this could end tomorrow, especially yeah. with the chaos of 2020. Right. I mean, no who knows shit. what's coming tomorrow in, in that sense? Imagine if like Facebook servers just completely wiped and self destructed overnight. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, the impact on the world that just, would have. Yeah, the, this way of life Everybody is. Everybody starts from zero. Right is not guaranteed yeah you know any anything that we think is is wow this is just how it's going to be it's like no it's well, not it's how like that works so smoke and mirrors i mean we saw like dude we saw what toilet paper does to society <laughs> oh my gosh. to fucking society that right? seems like forever ago but it totally wasn't, it wasn't. and you're right like you, you realize that when society is faced with like death and destruction or the inevitable like <laughs> they gotta wipe their ass they got, yeah that's that's your go-to <laughs> That's, that's your biggest problem is wiping your ass? speak to the chaos of our society, though, that, yeah. like, there can be a hype on something as silly as toilet paper, like, as ridiculous as, right. like, that is not the only thing that works to do that, you know? Yeah, sure. You know that yeah. you're going to run out of food and water way before you have I to know, wipe your that ass, was, right? that was what everyone was like, do you do have food? Like, what is happening? I love going into a grocery store and, like, all the fresh fruit was still, like, perfect. Right? Like, the meat section still had meat, and I'm like... But there's do you no have fucking, toilet paper? There's no toilet paper, there's no paper towels, and no hand sanitizer. I'm like, yeah. motherfuckers, you ain't got soap? You ain't got soap and you ain't got a shower? Yep. Come on. Yeah. But that's, I mean, as far as, con- I mean, First as world, far man. as control and, and the way our culture, because we're all connected with these phones and the way we function socially, yeah. um, it's able to control that it part just takes of our off, mind. Right? Yeah. And so I think being able to see that stuff, and you can still feel the angst, feel the the... Oh gosh, what do I need to participate in this? Do well, there's I, definitely a, a trigger in our in our psyche, like our psychology of fear of loss. Yeah. Right? And that's and I think that's exactly what that tapped into. Like you're right. Once once the this started trending and it became like you saw it everywhere, like every the news stories came out of empty shelves of toilet paper, yeah. all of a sudden there was a gigantic fear of loss. Right. I mean, salesmen What if I can never get toilet paper? Totally. And then <laughs> assholes like me were like, "Fuck these dudes." And then like I'm like, a month goes by, and I'm like, shit, we need to go buy toilet paper. So I'm like, I'm just going to go to the store and get some. And I'm like, there ain't no toilet paper. <laughs> now, now all there's these, no toilet paper. All these assholes no, brought up all the toilet paper. I actually need toilet paper yeah. now. Like, I actually just wanted to buy my allowance of toilet paper. Right. And I can't. Can I have more rolls, please? Because there's people around me, I'm sure, in my neighborhood who have, like, garages full of toilet paper. I feel paper. bad so for, like, families because it's just Shannon and I, and it's like, she goes to Costco, like, for toilet paper once every six months. Like, cause you get these gigantic yeah, bags right. from Costco, right? It's right. like, dude, you only got two people. Like, that's like a, a half a year supply. Like, right. Shannon and I are just sitting there going, <laughs> "Suckers!" <laughs> yeah. I'll be kicking. dead before I need to buy more toilet paper. <laughs> people are kicking down your door with ARs. <laughs> right. your toilet paper. I just need some toilet paper. I'm like, I'm gonna. When you guys are dead, I'm just gonna walk into your house and grab your toilet paper. <laughs> Fuck! I can't believe we're still talking about COVID like a year later. Oh, feel you know what? Yeah. It's, it's scary that we're almost close to a year. In February, it'll be a year. Yeah, I yeah. mean that Which, was always the goal, right? To extend this out and let the hospitals do their thing. That is right? true. That is true. This is what we were aiming for. Maybe not so much the shutdown part or the economy part, but we right. were definitely aiming for the low and slow. 
which is, I guess, in that perspective, I mean, mission you, accomplished. If you look at world meters, I mean, we're we're back down. Things are kind of starting to level off again. I mean, well, I think they figured out how to treat it. I think yeah. you know, there was yeah, a, there, those first few too. months were it was they chaos because we didn't understand they what were we rough, were dealing yeah. with it, and so you know they were forcing those ventilators, and that that ended up being not the right option what happened um, to all those I mean, I mean like all these companies know. went into like overdrive building ventilators like well, are they just sitting I mean, somewhere just and they thought it was yeah. a solution but then then i mean it, it was just unfortunate to, to hear that that you know you get put on a ventilator you have an 80 percent chance of dying like it was or some crazy number like it was, like it was worse it was it, it a ventil- i don't know i'm truly the, asking the step of a ventilator is uh, look, let me like it was so 80 percent is i i shouldn't speak to that i don't know what that is but when put on a ventilator, just strictly medically, yeah. it is not a good thing. Like it's so invasive and hard on your body already. It, yeah. If you're having to have a machine do anything for you, yeah. the sure. chance that you recover from that is That's just already... not good. COVID aside. Yeah. You're already in a bad place. Right. It's yeah. just not good. So while that seemed at the time to be like, well, let's just put, they're having trouble breathing. Let's just put them on this. I think that was kind of a knee jerk reaction totally. to something I can see that. that ended up causing a lot more deaths as that wasn't the right form of treatment for this. We should have like a doctor sitting like in the I know, I really, I don't know what I'm talking about. Just like, about. Re- no, I don't mean that for you. I just mean like in general, just for just like. Like Dr. So, Drew. Could you, Dr. Could Drew you just, fact check that? Just Welcome chilling. to Loveline. Uh, look, well, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's throwing it back. Line, right? <laughs> throwing it K-Rock, way back. Dude, I'm 43, bro. Like I've, I've been. See, for me, that was 91X because of San Diego. 91, oh, dude, okay. like when, uh, when me and Alan went to uh, do the off-road po- or the off-road What's Sean's podcast called? The four by four podcast. Four by four podcast. Sorry, truck Sean. podcast. Uh, is the truck, truck po- the truck show podcast? Yeah, truck show podcast. There's so many. Sorry, Sean. Come um, on. Anyways, so when we did that, like you know, his I love uh, you, Sean. his <laughs> his uh, his anchor, like his co yeah. partner, his Frank, his co host, is uh, his homeboy from K Rock. Yeah. Is uh, what, what was his name? Um, you met him. I didn't meet him. I don't know. Him. Uh, why am I about to say? La- it's not laser. That's I think that was American Gladiators. <laughs> Whatever. That was American Gladiators. I remember name? that name. We're oh doing like God. a lot of throwbacks Dude, right now. No, we're like, we're, like, we're, this is like Ollie's childhood right God, here. We're just walking down memory lane. Sean's Sean's partner's name was Google it quick. Um, <laughs> why don't you Google trouble. it? I'm sorry. I wanna, well, you know it's funny. I, I know the second half of his Instagram, which is like from LBC, but his actual name is uh, Lightning. Lightning. Lightning, and I even go. I didn't even get to Google. Um, I pulled out my phone, and then it hit me. Lightning from LBC. That's right. So Lightning used to be one of the guys from K Rock, and I remember sitting there just looking at this guy who's now further on in life, you know, doing this like off-road podcast thing, and I'm like, dude, you were like the dude that like I was like, oh, it's Lightning on the radio. He's such a fun guy, <laughs> and that was like back when I was in high school. Remember when there was the radio? Yeah, yeah. remember terrestrial was, radio? Listen to the radio. Yeah, when that was all we listened to. Yeah. 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 I remember long, like, driving back from parties, like, when I was a teenager, 16, 17 years old, driving back from parties at night, listening to K-Rock, like, yeah. on the highway, just listening to all these kids with their fucked up problems, Dude, and I'm just like, damn, I'm actually- Loveline was the best. Loveline was, was the best. I think all of us got educated on it, that. 100%. Stuff that I, got, I probably didn't need to know. I got a, you <laughs> know it wasn't But you know what, though? Sure. Like, But you know what? It kept me out of a lot of shit, and two, it also, like, gave me perspective on, dude, how lucky I was- in the situation that I grew up in. Mm, Cause I would true. hear some messed up stuff and I was just like, man, I have a mom, a dad, they care about me. I live in a nice neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I'm driving a car at 16. This kid's, you know, shooting heroin, living in a, you know, yeah. in a, in an alley. Like, damn, it could be a lot worse. Yeah, and I, I was, could, 
it awesome. definitely kept me out of a lot of trouble and gave me some perspective. No, for, for sure. sure. I, mean, I was oh, I was Dr. thirteen. Drew and Adam yeah. Carolla. That was the oh, thing. Oh, dude, dream team Adam right there. Carolla, <laughs> no, who is that other guy with the purple hair? Ah, oh, he was like more punk rock than. Uh, uh, anyways, my brain's not working quite. All, all I know on, is we're on quite a. Tangent they had like right engineer, now, an engineer guy, engineer Adam or engineer something. He was know. like their third guy. All I know is I was thirteen. We are way on a tangent. Now. There was a <laughs> way on a tangent. There were girls talking about their lesbian lovers, and I thought that was the coolest thing. <laughs> That's all. That, okay? that that makes sense for a thirteen-year-old. That does make total I'm sense. I'm like, oh my god, this is what they talk <laughs> about on the this best show. show. No, ever. you know what I, you know what I loved, and again, I don't want to keep fueling this but i'm going to um <laughs> there was two things that two segments that i love the most in that show one was when adam carolla would play guess their trauma like they would say three words and he'd go i know exactly what happened to you <laughs> right and the second one was when adam or dr drew would say stop talking stop talking you and they and dr drew would name how old they were when the trauma happened mm-hmm. based on the sound of their voice oh my god you, do you remember those? No. Oh my gosh! It was so because to me, like from a psychological perspective, it was it was scary that the trauma had that much of an impact. But it right. was also mind blowing that Doctor Drew and and Adam Carolla knew their shit to that degree. Yeah. That, and I remember he would always say it's because the trauma stunts you mentally, your growth, and so right. you retain a sound of your voice. Yeah. Oh wow! At the age at which it happened, so they would nail like fourteen, mm-hmm. nine, eight. 12 17 16 like they would nail it within a year or two yeah like it was scary and you gotta think too that that uh, poor man poor man you guys did you guys ever listen when poor man was on the show it was before adam carolla oh my god right yeah. i think so it was like poor would, man and dr drew and yeah. then adam carolla came mm-hmm. in way before yeah, no, i was yeah, i was yeah, fully yeah. in the adam carolla oh my god uh, poor man in newport beach huntington beach yeah be like dude i know you kind of and he'd be like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> I know and, you kind of. And he'd look like a total hobo. And just think it was so cool to see that guy on the street. Yeah. Anyways. Well, to your point, Frank, I think humans are, uh, whether it be Love Lines on K-Rock or... Um, That'll be our next podcast. Or, the reboot Love Line. Dude. Or... Uh, the, the Rick for Dirt Love Line episode? <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, we're Call on in. something. Call, Call in. in. Overland and Love Life. Tell us about oh, the Can I be involved issues we've had on the road. Of, <laughs> instead of traumas, we'll talk about like rig mistakes, <laughs> oh, and they dude, can like call us and talk about. Could you imagine a like, call-in show about like people's like love mishaps whoa. on the road? Oh, love, yeah, yeah. Oof, this would get so you wrong cheated. Exit. So you cheated on your wife? Where? Yeah, this yeah. Will get messy real fast. It will get messy real fast, which is great. But awesome I think th- I think drama. again. So something that we you picked up on, you know, the trauma of age. I think psychology of humans is actually very simple. Um, and so coming back to social media, you see um, there's a, there's a baseline for how we function within social media, and it's actually very interesting um, because once you're kind of able to take a step back and look at how we function on Instagram. Um, how we, you know, the negativity, the positivity, how that those two function together. Um, it really speaks to just human psychology. Mm. Um, and it's actually very interesting to watch yes. people. So when you see negative comments, this yeah. has been, this. Uh, so to dovetail this all together. When Dr. I do Jillian. See, yes, or is I, it, I like or is it, this, or is it, this is going. Or is it Dr. Rebecca? Which when one I, is it? <laughs> when I do see negative comments come through, um, a lot of times Dr. there's Rebecca a lot of empathy better. attached to... Um, what I see and that's been a huge thing is this there's massive amount of negativity they're coming at full attack and I have to go this person doesn't know me yeah this person's never met me right 
I can't even tell if they do anything with this community. I don't even understand. Do they even go outdoor? Like all of these things, like there's zero connection to what I do. And then you realize, wow, you're just angry. Yeah. You're unhappy. You're so unhappy that you're, you're deflecting from life to someone on and I just happen to be in the crosshairs today. Yeah, all of this is coming from somewhere that has nothing to do with you. Exactly. Yeah. And to me, that has been the best diffuser of my that's a, that's response an, to things. That's a very good point. Is seeing that, seeing the humanity in the comment, um, seeing the vulnerability, seeing the the maybe the failure in the person, um, uh, and not because yeah. I want to say, oh, you're you're an idiot and look how dumb you are. It's like it's no. It's like oh, it's actually kind of sad yeah. that you're coming at me it so is, It hard. is, like you said, it is diffusing. Yeah. Right? It, Once you look at it from that perspective and you and you have that understanding of like, wow, you just unloaded on me. Mm-hmm. For no reason. For no reason. Like, and above and beyond. Like, yeah. whoa, yeah. bro, this like, is personal. Yeah. Like, you've come at me hard, hard. Yeah. And I do not know you at all. Yeah. So I can go into the like, you're wrong because of X, Y, and Z and get all emotional and involved me. in this. And I'm like, why would I even argue yeah. with this person? Another they reason why getting into me. an arms race doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't right. work so at check all. this out. You know what's a really good metaphor or not metaphor, but uh, what do you call it? An allegory? I don't know. Maybe something similar to it. analogy. Analogy mm. is <laughs> the left and the right, the hard left, hard right, mm. how they're screaming at each other without. And then those of us who are kind of in the middle and just living our lives, have no idea about what's going on because we're too busy living our lives mm. and like making a paycheck and taking care of our families. Meanwhile, all these people who are either really bummed about this or really bummed about that are like fighting it out. Yeah. And those are the same guys who, if you're that negative and you've got that much not going for you to where you have the time to go online and be hateful or mean, right. and it comes out of being mean, yeah. just being mean. Yeah, you're you're probably well, you identi- probably don't have that much going on for you. You're finding your identity in that interaction. You're missing something. You yeah. are you and are. I think you're that's right. That's a bummer. You are, and you're also finding it in the wrong place. Yeah, like you should not be defining yourself for sure from, yeah. in an argument with a stranger. Right. Right. And, I, and unfortunately, we've all given into social media, which yeah. allows us to check into this new thing that we all do, and we you know swipe our card and we play the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So. In some senses, I, there is some responsibility in that, like where where I do play in this arena, and I'm a part of the problem. I, yeah. I you know, I don't know if that if that's correct or is it po- is it something we can we can't again. So influencing people in a positive tough, way huh? becomes, yeah. but it becomes important because we're all playing here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I could disappear because there have been many moments where I have been like, screw this, right. I'm out. Like, this is not worth it. I enjoy this on my own. I do not need to do this. I like do I, not need this. I still have this. a badass truck. I, right. I, I enjoy what I'm doing without my phone. I'm out. But I know that if I leave, that's just a vacuum for someone else to step in. A negative vacuum, potentially. Potentially. Like yeah. It may not be. It may not but be, potentially, right. someone else who could, who's willing to do whatever right. could just fill that spot. Right. So I could back out. And this isn't because like I think I'm amazing, but it's like, well, if I if I have a conscience and I want to do something positive with this, I do think that there there needs to be some effort put forward into staying and playing the game the best I can. I think there's definitely something to be said that if you have a platform that you should you should I shouldn't say you should, but I think it is altruistic to have the want or the need to to use it for some good. Yeah. Right? Like if you have a platform 
then you should be leveraging that in a positive way. Right. Right. Not using it to divide or spread hate or, you know, troll people or whatever. Well, it's like you leave your job and you may have been the best performing person there and maybe everyone loved you. Maybe everyone hated you. But the reality is, is when you leave, somebody else is going to come in for sure and you'll be forgotten. And maybe not totally forgotten, but you people, everyone else will move on. Right. And your role will not be as important as maybe you gave yourself credit to think it was, you know? And it's the same thing with social. Right. And it's the same thing with anything. Even if you get into a divorce, people move on. Right. They find another love of their life. Right. They build another family. Turns out there was a second soulmate with a lot more money. (laughs) (laughs) Without the drinking problem. Without the drinking problems. Damn it. (laughs) You know? But it's like, it's true. Like, everyone's replaceable. Everything's replaceable. It's about pursuing that which makes you happy yeah and if this like for you if this thing with the truck and this thing with the sportsmobile and the life that you have makes you happy and going out with the girls and doing your thing you should live that life and you should live it the best way you can and when it stops being fun like we talked about earlier right is when it stops being fun is when you say maybe it's time to move on to something else right and I'm very aware that this may not, I, I, you know, people are like, wow, it must be so nice. <laughs> that my favorite phrase, must but nice. it must be nice. <laughs> it actually is. I got is, that sticker. It actually yep. is very nice. Yeah, right. Um, but I mean that in the sense that, yeah, this is nice. There's been there's been a lot of sacrifice and I don't get up and talk about like what I'm not, I'm giving up or, or what I'm not doing with my life or mm-hmm. or what I've, I've sacrificed in the first, you know, in my 20s and I'm yeah. now in my late 30s. It's like people we all live different lives like totally. we're judging them because you didn't do the same that's why thing. i love that phrase so much that must be nice i know i know that most people that throw it my way are joking right and it's just a thing to say right like, just to kind of like some people are like just to kind of check your but sometimes it's check serious. your head size <laughs> right like i get it like to check your ego but but there are some people that do mean it when they say right. it right and for those i'm just like dude if you think that shit just fell out of the sky and all of a sudden all of this happened, like you're insane. Like right. like you said, I've lived my life. I put in my dues. I, I got a job. I pay bills. I started right. a podcast. I started a podcast. What are you doing? You're sitting on here trolling on Instagram. I put out, you know, thousands of likes and listens a month. Screw you. Well, and, Not true. And we're, just, I'm just, I'm being, I'm being ridiculous. <laughs> He's being facetious. Yeah. But we're all different. Yeah. It's and like <laughs> I guess I've lost my point at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know what, you know what kills me? are the expectations that some groups will put on you to be an advocate for them. And so, you know, the Persians, they took in the Armenians back when the initial Armenian Holocaust, they took in a lot of Armenian Christians and they gave them safe Harbor and, you know, Iran being as, you know, hardcore as it is still, you know, brought them in and gave them, gave them a place to be. Um, And so for some reason, people think I'm Armenian Persian, which I'm not, I'm, I'm American Persian and i have no armenian in me i'm i'm full-blooded you know on the on the culture side i'm full-blooded persian both parents culturally i was born in england and i've been raised here my whole life so you fucking tell me where i'm from (laughs) and secondly i know there's a lot of middle eastern brothers out there who think that i am some kind of spokesperson for you and i wish i was but outside of speaking the language or just looking well and just kind of looking the part which i get mistaken for other things too but it's like the language, first of all, I have no one to speak it to because I don't have really any Persian friends. So you do know? you speak, what, what do language speak to my do you mom, speak? Is it f- no, with my mom, I speak Farsi English. Okay. So it's like a mix. I, I just oh, switch. it's like Spanglish. Dude, I switch between the two like liberally. Yeah. Like, and not even on purpose. It just yeah. happens. Um, but you I, guys wanted to make this really confusing. You're from Iran. Right. Well, my parents are from Iran. But but you, your culture is Persian. Yes. Persian. But you speak Farsi. Correct. 
Good he was Lord. born born in England, raised <laughs> in the states. There's no country called Farsian, okay? So <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> I, I just think that requires a lot of. There's definitely a lot of unpacking there. Like, yeah. I have like, to and yeah. like that straight. And then I love the people that are like, so the Persian Empire still exists. They're like, no, it doesn't. But we are very proud people. <laughs> you know. Dang, you're one of the first. That's for uh, sure. So, anyways. Um, and I, I got, don't know anything about got, the Persian culture, which I, I hate to say. Like, you especially know, us being friends. Ali, we're close all, enough. I know, all I need to know is Ali cooks for us. Unless I saw yeah, it on the movie 300 know. or on South Park. That's, <laughs> about, that's, about the, that's about the extent of my knowledge I of left Persian my culture. nose ring at home. Um, no, it's like I can make a mean stuff? kebab, that's yeah. for sure. I got that recipe down, Marco. Marco, it's coming for volume two of your cookbook, by the way. Um, anyways, so... I got this DM from this guy who's like, Ollie, I, like, and it, and it was so hard because he's like, I love your podcast and I, and your Jeep is so inspiring. Does that the Armenians are under another Holocaust and I need you. And I'm like, I'm not there for this. Like I barely even talk about my views on like Trump and Biden, let alone yeah. get into like some conflict across the other side of the country of the world. And I've got a lot of other opinions about other countries first that I would get into before this one. And it's like, I can't be your spokesperson and I condemn anyone being oppressed or, or hurt, but it's like, I'm not your guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. funny. I don't get that from any people that are uh, from Mexico at all. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a single Mexican person reach out to me, Yeah, no which is, no one which, is an advocate which, for... which is not an invite. <laughs> I'm just saying. Frank's phone number is. <laughs> You can reach him at Truggy McTruckface. Yeah, right. Send him but assistencia. Well, and, I, and ironic, I mean, to tie that in to me, because that's what I like to talk about, apparently. Uh, <laughs> well, to be fair, no. that's we why we're here. About me yeah, to be fair, too. it's why we're here. So. I just realized, I'm like, yeah, why are you trying to talk about yourself? Well, no, but it's funny. That, but I think that, that, again, that must be just a human impulse to do that. Um, to see somebody in a position that is not the position you're in yeah. and to think that, well, they should they should want the same things I do right. uh, because we share something in common. Uh, yeah. and sometimes with women, and there's been the encouragement I've gotten from the community. Sometimes I push back on it and sometimes I'm going, you know what, I need, I need this push. Um, I don't enjoy group activities. It's just not something... Um, it's just not my favorite. I I love connecting with members of the community, typically on like a one-on-one. Like when I'm at Expo and I am talking to people, I always walk away like I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. But I love like oh, I, but you had I fun. Met, yeah, it was. I met so and so. They just started out, or they're just right. building this vehicle, or or she wants to get out and start doing this, and she had questions. And those connections are so, like I, those are what like really feed you. Yeah. But reality is like on the backside of it when I'm like, okay, let's plan an event. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Right. I just want to go to the mountains. I want there to be two people. And I don't I like want to do what I want to do. It's totally right. selfish. As long as they're wearing a onesie. <laughs> Onesies only. <laughs> there will be a theme. There will be a theme. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll take pictures, damn it. <laughs> and we will look amazing. Post for the picture. <laughs> and we will look amazing. <laughs> um, but that is that is my, my oh, natural man. desire for right. things. Uh, so I do push back. Because like, sometimes I feel like, Ladies, like if you want to go out and do something, go out and do something. Yeah. Like I don't. Like you don't need me. Like to go I don't know. Do like if you want me to create something, like and and this is just a very honest reaction to that. Sometimes, like I can't do it for you. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have someone do this for me. Yeah. I went out and did it, and that's why it looks the way it yeah. does. Is because and not because I'm amazing. It's just because 
I was okay with being terrified for a while and just going, I'm just going to do it because right. I like doing this. Totally. It is terrifying, though. It is terrifying. There's been a lot of terrifying moments. I think yeah. I would, I, honestly, hey, I think that's you, addictive. Can you give Taylor one of your terrifying moments? Because for Halloween, I want to do scary moments in <laughs> off-road. Okay. A series of social posts by some of our <laughs> some of our friends and family. Yeah. So that'd be awesome. Okay. So, we'll have to do terrifying yeah. moments. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot. But I think... But but I also then the other side of that is knowing that not all women think like me, and I, and mm. I do have a very, I there, I don't meet a lot of women that I share a brain with sometimes. So okay, so I've been given this special tool that lets me think this way or attack things this way. Um, that might be my role within the community is to to facilitate things for other women who don't don't share yeah. that. Um, who just need that extra push. And it's been really cool, really encouraging. You've done some of those events, though, haven't you? Yeah, 2020 really put the kibosh on that sure. this year. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I am thinking about doing uh, something maybe at the end of this year in California and then Arizona um, with the ladies. And it's just getting them out. Honestly, it's I can't take you on an event. I don't have the liability insurance right. or the um, stress ab- ability to handle stress. Um, just a guide. You know, oh my gosh though leading. people do crazy things offline <laughs> online <laughs> not online, online. off-road off-road, <laughs> off-road. <laughs> yeah we're talking about too many offline topics. offline people off- do crazy on-road. things offline <laughs> they get offline um, <laughs> they go where they're not supposed to but tread lightly it is <laughs> yes it is really cool to see uh women who have come together from events or just from group things we've done uh and see them can making their own groups and going out together yeah uh they don't need me. They they've got it figured out. They're they're creating their own thing and they're right. encouraging other women to do the same thing. And that's the reason I do it is let's come together, let's you meet each other, find out who clicks, and then go out and do it yourself. Right. Find your tribe and then go do it. Yeah. 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 I would love to say that I'd love to do it with every go out with everybody, sure. but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest, I don't want to. I just, th- yeah, I, I mean, love doing there's this. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we're different personality types, right? Like, For I mean, sure. yeah, you know, it's, it's hard. Um, I think that was one of the comments that came out of actually, actually summer camp was not having to always be on. Yes. Right. It was an event that you could go to. I think you said it actually of, of one of the events that you could go to were because you were around basically friends. Yeah. Like it wasn't like you, it wasn't a consumer event. Yeah, that was right? the goal. Yeah. yeah. Like you didn't have to be on and we really got to know each other a lot better on a more real level because we weren't like doing a, a public speaking job, for yeah. example. Yeah. And that's the that's the downside. I don't think people realize. I think, you know, you, you have an Instagram following and you know, how amazing. That must be nice. You know, yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. And, and yes, there are some amazing opportunities that come from that. And there are some fantastic companies. And that puts you in contact with amazing people in the community. Sure. Community. It's, it's great. But there there is a trade-off. Did you get a that. Bronco? Did I get a Bronco? Did you get a Bronco? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I'm passing on that. You pariah. Oh I know. You're going to be the only I'm one, one without a Bronco. I'm one of the few that said I don't like it, and that did not yeah. make me any Oh, price. really? Oh. Oh, I can only imagine That's the hellfire that came down from not liking yeah. the Bronco. You're not allowed to like new things. That's right. It's okay. Right. I bought a sportsmobile. Yeah, dude, this thing is badass. <laughs> I gotta yeah. say, it's a lot roomier than I thought. I am be. really cozy in here. Like, I'm quite enjoying you my could time stand on up this bench seat in the middle, <laughs> like fully. So it does upright. have the pop top. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you can. You got, you've got your lights stand. in here. Twinkly lights, of your course. Twinkly lights. It ain't camping unless we're twinkling. Yeah. No, it's nice. You know, real quick to take it back a little bit. One of my favorite quotes that recently came up, and it kind of ties back to some of the things we were talking about, which is, "You could support Trump." 
you can support Biden mm-hmm. and we can still be friends. And I think if more people lived by that mentality, we get so much further right now in society than we are right now. And it's embarrassing to be American sometimes seeing how people are acting and seeing how people are abusing this right to speech and this right to freedom. And it's like, you know what, motherfuckers? Like, why don't we come together mm-hmm. and let's all come together and find a find a win-win together instead of somebody has to lose. Yeah. Somebody has to be wrong. Don't be so somebody obsessed be with evil. winning the argument. Right. Yeah. Don't be so obsessed with your side winning everything. Like, it's it's there's people there's lives how can we calm down and just come together and see what do we need do we need some police reform let's let's figure out what that looks like Mm -hmm. do we need do we need like better rights for xyz fine let's talk about it do we need to chill the fuck out on some of this other shit like let's chill the fuck out on that like yeah but isn't that the beauty of off the off-road community i think when you real when you really do this yeah when you go out and are completely reliant on the vehicle that Mm -hmm. you've built for the purpose of what you're about to do. Um, and then something happens. Something breaks. Yeah. Sure. Which is how trips go. Exactly. Um, and then watching everyone open up their kits, pull things out. Hey, I know how to do this. Over oh, this one time we did this. And all all of a sudden you're creating a plan together. And you're working together. Yep. You're coming together as a community. And then that night around the campfire... That is what, like, I think that is one of the most beautiful things that happens out on the trail and is why we keep coming back. It definitely underscores what's important. It does. It just simplifies everything. Exactly. It makes it all, puts it all in this, like, crystal clear perspective. We need each other. Yeah. We need each other. It doesn't matter what your political views are. Um, If we've got a problem, I'm there for you. I've got, whatever I've got is yours. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Um, And I think... That that is at the core of the off-road community for the most part. Yeah, it really is. And that's what keeps most of us coming back. Mm-hmm. I, at least it's what keeps me coming yeah. back and, and going out with people and being willing to make new co- connections and contacts with people and you know, friendships. Coming from like the import industry, like in my early days, like the biggest difference I found within like off-road versus like lowered vehicles, like racing through canyons, is. There was so much ego and so much hype around that. And then coming into this, it's more like you can be just you. Mm. And as long as you love to get out there, get dirty, and you're not like a prima donna, you're going to have a good time. And there's going to be people that are going to support you. There's definitely a low barrier of entry. Like it's so low that the only barrier is or the only requirement is don't be an asshole. Yeah, don't be a dick. <laughs> like that's don't really, be a dick is probably like, the, that's how low that's the, the barrier patch yeah. is don't be a dick. Don't, yeah, that's how low the barrier <laughs> of entry is like. It's it's the bar is literally that low. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Once if you can just if you can literally like lift your foot two inches over that bar, you're in. Yeah. It's that easy. It's like CrossFit. It's like CrossFit. Dude, you could be the fattest, most out of shape person in the world, and everyone will cheer for your ass. That's true. And want to see you succeed. I could I could say I could vouch for that personally. That <laughs> yeah. Is 100% Me true. too. Me too. Hundred percent. Two hundred twenty pounds. Now I to have like some dude who's all jacked telling you you could do it. I'm like. I can and fucking do it. Love you for it and like <laughs> yeah. give you a big ass sweaty hug afterwards. And genuinely mean it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That, and uh, maybe that's the core of it. It's just the community. It is. I just 100% want, I just want to yeah. get the left to come do a CrossFit class with the right <laughs> and struggle <laughs> together right. and just and just cheer each other on. But yeah, and that I think the the discourse is a function of the internet. I think, you know, if or the if news, the having if, a biased news 
Like that is the most bizarre thing to me. I thought the news was just to report what's going oh, on, yeah, not to have a fucking more. opinion. It used to push be that opinion. It on used you. to be until they became networks for entertainment. Yeah. You Once you had we, networks well, until, dedicated, until we got the twenty-four hour news cycle. Yeah, exactly. Once the they became news, news networks, yeah. And like this is the one thing that I, I mean, I, I think a lot of us do know this, and maybe we choose to ignore it. But like ninety percent of what you see on MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, whoever you watch. 90% of those shows, maybe even 95% of those shows, they're just talking heads. It's just conjecture. Right. None of those are actually talking about, they're right. talking about news they're, topics. They're talking about like what they believe, but, what they think. But they're addressing, they're talking about a news-worthy to- topic, right. but nothing coming out of their mouths is actual news. It's just conjecture. It's not fact, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just opinion. And I think, you know, and those, those stations maybe dedicate 5% of their time to reporting actual news, but honestly... If that's what you're watching, if, if those major networks, like their dedicated channels, I'm not talking about your local news, I'm talking about those dedicated networks, if that's where you're getting your news from, that's a problem. Right. No, it's true. It's not, it's not news anymore. No. It's just a, a viewpoint. But I think, you know, the ability to communicate without, you know, without face, as soon as you sit down one on one with somebody, it's with someone. funny how we, we, oh, we find it's common ground, right? It's amazing. Oh, it, you, you're courteous and you listen. And, yeah. Um, but this, it's unfortunate. We're, we're just, we're so divided. And I don't know if that's a product of the internet or if it's a product of just a, a world empire and this is just history. I think a vomit of information. I think COVID has made it worse. Um, for sure because yeah. because we're home Agreed. right we're home so we're spending countless hours maybe more than than normal and that de- well definitely more than than normal but more than we're probably used to in our own in our regular lives before this hit in front of screens right right we're all day all night in front of a screen whether it's tv computer laptop phone whatever you're home all day and then a lot of us haven't had an outlet beyond that right right we've been stuck home and haven't been able to go anywhere and really kind of get Human interaction. Dude, one month in, I bought that damn Peloton bike. Right. It was like the best <laughs> fucking investment ever. Totally. Oh, that makes I can yeah. only imagine. I got shoes from it. Frank, and uh, <laughs> I was off to the races, and my wife's that's like- That's actually a really my good wife's, point. My wife's like, I thought this was my present. I'm like, well, it's no, a present for the whole family. It's our present. It's mental health. We even got Jackson on that bike, my, my that's 10-year-old. That's awesome. That bike yeah. makes me angry every time I have to get on it. Oh, do you have one? Do you have one? No, I don't have one, but I've been on them, and I'm like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. It is the worst thing ever. I did a 45-minute class today, and it was it's for sure a mental health tool. You know, dude, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I, I like to think that it's all going to calm down. I do have some fears that, you know, when you see other countries and what they've gone through, and America's a very young country, very young, very, very young in the big grand scheme of things. So when you see what other countries have gone through over thousands of years, and you see what America's going through through a few hundred years you're like fuck maybe the worst is yet to come i don't know i hope not um i hope we can be smart enough i like the whole idea of live and let live um i think too though as i mean and i think frank and i we were talking about this as americans we have special special characteristics yeah. um some good some bad american um, exceptionalism is that what? <laughs> well no that, that's different but yes i mean that's definitely one of one of them yeah but because we do adapt and we do figure stuff out. And right now, I'm not happy with the way things are. I'm not happy with things I'm seeing um, in some major cities, some some of my own cities. You know, I grew up here in L.A. And um, to me, there's a lot of things that are this is this is not acceptable right. on on a lot of levels. But um, I do know as a as a people, we do adapt, and we do um, 
we do find a way through things. So in a sense, while I don't want things to change because I'm not happy with what I'm seeing, yeah. I do know that, you know, we've adapted a lot since oh, February totally. of this year. 100% we have, yeah. Um, there's been a lot of changes. Do Am I... 100% happy with them absolutely not yeah. but it is amazing to see that you know a lot of a lot of commerce a lot of businesses went okay so how do we do this how do we yeah. figure this how out how do we figure this, this out yep um, it's unfortunate we're seeing a lot that haven't but um, you have seen a lot of change and people just adapting to new ways of doing things and I think as American people like we said earlier like I think as a as a as a culture we we're rebellious in a lot of ways, right? And we don't like being told what to do. And for the fast, mm -hmm. the last six months, that's what we've been. That's what we've been told, right? right? That's all we've been told is what to do. And I feel like at some point, you know, we we like to push back and we like to push boundaries and we like to like you know do our thing, have mm -hmm. our freedoms, right? Make up our own minds, and that's that's definitely I think plays a role in the frustration that we're seeing now because that's who we are. I think at our core as a, as a society, right. like we grew, you know, I grew up going to school, learning about how, you know, when someone told, told, you know, immigrants not to do this, they said, fuck you. I'm going to start my own country. They rebelled, started their own country <laughs> and so on and so on has been our entire history. Right. right. And so I think we're, in, we're so ingrained with that, that when we have six months of the government telling us what to do, regardless of your viewpoint, it has a toll regardless of your viewpoint. Right. Cause that's kind of who we are as people. But I think that will, that will, create and it's something I don't even think we can fathom no. what it'll be in you know the next few years there's this intrinsic kind of thing that's just it'll the evolution right. will happen it will and yeah. I think um, there's going to be those who are okay with adjusting to the new to norm. changes that they're okay with and there's going to be those who are not okay right and that's that's going to cause conflict and change and and new normals yeah. uh, and I guess my, the one hope I, I have is that we do figure stuff out. And I guess maybe to dovetail that back to the off-road overland <laughs> community is to say that we do figure stuff out. We Even do. Even the, yeah. the unforeseen, the unplanned, which always ha seems to happen on a trail. It's like, this yeah. is not supposed to happen right now. Right. We like, are definitely why? a community of problem solvers. Yeah. And I think that skill that we have um, does kind of translate with what we're seeing because while I don't feel very hopeful in some aspects that's the only thing i can cling to is that we do figure it out there's yeah. still a subset of people that are out there who are like-minded yeah you right. like you know they're out there so yeah. if maybe well, you we, sit down like this and you you hear it well yeah maybe we end up becoming like australia and we find our own land and we, <laughs> you know populate that I place live in the outback. you right. know but it's like you know i guess i guess we're going to go through a, a period of time where things are going to be kind of storming Mm-hmm. before they start norman right like yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's very it's and very patch like number three you know it's like norman and norman <laughs> it's like it's like there's going to be a lot of conflict right now and i think it's going to take a while to like hash out and presidential crap gets sorted and yeah. then people kind of either get butthurt or they become very happy and then everyone kind of like normalizes and we just live our lives i yeah. hope um we'll see what happens um but you know there's, there hasn't been, I think, a week that's gone by that Frank and I haven't been like, we should start Rick for Dirt again. And then it's like, we can't start Rick for Dirt the again. The meetups, right? Yeah. It's irresponsible, you know? Yeah. 100%. And it's like the meetups. Yeah, the RFD meetups. And it's right. like, it's irresponsible. And it's like, we still like we still feel this like need to uh, to do the greater good, like to think for the greater good. for To, to, think for to lead by example. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. we don't want anyone to get sick at an event and then be the cause of that, right? Yeah. Right. At the same time, I'm also pretty libertarian where I'm like, dude, fucking, it's your life, bro. Like, yep. I'm sitting here with you guys. I'm wearing a mask, you know. Right. Oh, full disclosure, we're not wearing fucking masks. And it's like, and it's like, could <laughs> but we I? are in my sportsmobile, just so we know. Yeah. Yeah, we're not at a public event, but yes. <laughs> I, but you know what I mean? It's like, you know, we have, as adults, we have the, and I think that's where a lot of the arguments come from where people are like, I ain't fucking wearing a mask. Well, it's like, you know what? I'm not going to walk into your sportsmobile if you said Ali. I don't, I'd rather have you wear a mask. I'd wear a mask. I'd be wearing a mask right now. Right. If you go into somebody's business and they're like, you got to wear a mask, wear a fucking mask. Don't be like this fucking like social crusader who wants to like change that, that poor $12 an hour employees well, like, mind. Who- and I think that's what Frank's saying is that I think as Americans, we want to have the choice. Yeah. We want the, like, I can, I, I can. At least the illusion of choice, right? Like at least someone's <laughs> saying, at least that someone's saying, look. You have a choice, but please make the right choice. But like, <laughs> but we do have the choice. Like, yeah. do you have to shop in the grocery store? No, you could do curbside. No, pickup. you could no, grow you that don't. shit in your backyard if you really you want really to. Don't. Well, and, and as a public, too, yeah. and as a, and There's again, I, I, I feel with you on the libertarian thing because I think businesses have the right to do whatever they want. Yeah, hair I mean, salon, take the risk. If Fucking. they don't, if they want to, but if they want to take the risk, they have the right to do that as right. well. So I think the fact that we're limited in, in that area or have been. It does create a bit of a rebellious spirit um, well, in some of us. Well, people's lives are getting decimated. And this is a super hard one. Their companies because, are getting shut down because yeah. they can't operate. That's a big deal. And, and then there's the argument of this, of this whole, the fact that we're talking about a virus and not about some other social situation where, you know, you're taking the risk, but it's not necessarily just you, right? Sure, like yeah. it's, like that's part of the, the it's a 70-year-old mother-in-law that lives with you. Yeah, that's part of the complication of the argument, right? Like it's, And we all know that we don't have to rehash it because I'm sure everyone has been oh, heard. Oh, ad nauseum, yeah. Exactly. But like that's that's what makes this dynamic, I think, more explosive, right? Right? Is the fact that, yeah, we want to dig our heels and we want to make our own choices. And then we're presented with a situation where you're not just making your own choices. And you have to balance that with your freedoms and then we have this thing you know this this pesky thing that gets in the way of a lot of what we want to do called the constitution which allows us to make our own choices right and it's like <laughs> you know it it ha- it allows a lot of things it prevents a lot of things people want to do and so you know yeah i mean i remember going when i was in college and i went to a class and they were talking about like um, the con- you know constitutional rights and how you can have your freedoms but as long as they don't impose on the freedoms of others right and so that's a really weird kind of gray area in general, like not to get super philosophical, but when you're talking about like, you know, that's the reason why we have a Supreme Court, right? Is like saying when you're talking about your rights, being able to exercise your rights to the point where you can't infringe on someone else's rights, right? Right? Like that, especially in a situation like this, that's yeah, but starts it's my to right. Get, but it's my right. Exactly. Like at some point we know. have that's and that speaks, I think, to the greater kind of social contract that we have right the where social contract is getting fucked right now right like, where they're saying look yes you have your freedoms but you also have to understand that you live in a society so just be cognizant of your freedoms right you know I and think Jillian spoke to it earlier where she's like the majority and I, I'm not 100% sure what the conversation was at the very beginning of this podcast because we're an hour 22 minutes in um, but it's like she said you, you said something to where you were like yeah, it's like, you know, the majority kind of like, oh, I think it was in relation to like women and the difference between men and women and like the majority of men like being within the Overland community versus the, the number of women in the Overland community, whatever. Like 
the majority tends to rule, right? In any given kind of culture or society. And when the majority rules, then it's like the minority tends to just have to follow along with what the, the majority has already deemed. So the majority votes, right? The minority didn't vote for that thing that the majority voted for. But since the majority voted, the minority have to go along with it. Right now, we're at this turning point. In, well, that's not necessarily true, though. Well, like not in this is. country. Well, no, I because mean, democracy we, works by voting. No, right? but that's not what we have. We have a republic. We don't have a democracy. We have a republic, and in a republic, we're we have rep- representatives. Sure, right. But I'm so, saying you vote for something. You do vote for something. But right? the majority doesn't win. That's the point. And the reason for the, the reason for what we have is because the point of it is to negate or to at least make it less possible for the evil majority to win. Right. And so in the case, let's say if we go back in history and again, this is a this is a way off topic. But um, like, let's say that we that in history, um, slavery was was much more popular than it was. And they were the majority. Right. Then we would still have a nation of slaves. But we went to war. Right. Well, no, but that that's because that's that's for uh, let leave that alone. Right. Okay. Let, let's just say they were the majority. And this was and this was well, hypothetically. Hypothetical. Yeah. Okay. Hypothetically, this was to be resolved by a vote. Right. Then the evil majority would would say okay well most of us in this country think slavery is pretty good mm-hmm. so we're going to go ahead and, and and since 55% of them said it's pretty good we're going to keep it right right but that's but but that's part of the beauty of the framework of how our of our constitution and how uh, voting works mm-hmm. right is that we have representatives that balance that power Mm-hmm. And that's why you have states that have more representatives and right. some that have less, right? That's why that's so you why in Florida or you that's like, why South Dakota has a say, even though their population is smaller than the size of San Diego. Right. The entire population, right? It's because everyone is represented equally to prevent an evil majority from dictating how the rest of the country functions. Are you arguing for the electoral college right now? In a way, I mean, not not <laughs> not specifically because I'm talking about a representative democracy. No, I but the electoral college is is part of that. Right? It's to keep that is a balance. It's, it's a balance. Part of the balance. It's exactly what it is. It's it's the the electoral college is to balance the power of the vote mm-hmm. to give states that would normally have an imbalance a level playing field. Right. Right. And so whether or not the electoral the electoral college in itself works, that's a whole different debate. And I'm not going to get into that. But <laughs> but that's the premise of it, right? That's right. the 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 ideology of it, right? Right. So I mean, I still think every vote should count. It does count. Personally. It does count, but it counts the towards your the electoral. It system. does count in the sense that you you it counts the most. And this is why like it's important that you vote locally, right? Because your vote really where your vote counts the most is who your representative is. And if that was the case, my kids would override me every time. <laughs> and it's like, fuck that. You know? Like, we live in a dictatorship I a, here. I have a mother-in-law, I have that is, a wife, yeah, That is definitely not a democracy There's or There's three republic. of us versus two. I've but heard if, that from my dad all the time. This is it, not a democracy. But no, it would be a democracy because we have three adults in the house versus two kids. And if, if it was like troll style, then I guess my kids would almost have a greater opportunity to like have their vote. They would have more electoral votes yeah. than you. Yeah, yes. fuck that. They would. Straight up. I don't know. Okay. This could be a very slippery slope, but <laughs> I am saying I do believe once you join a society, you are abiding by their social contract. Whatever, there is a social contract. Whatever the electoral college yes. may be. Like, you know, there is a social contract and when you go against it, it's like, Come on, you know, like yeah, yeah a social I, contract I, is me taking the cart back to the cart stall, 
A social sure. contract is me helping an old lady across the street or opening the door for someone. Like that's a social contract. I get that, and I can agree with that a hundred percent. I think that that does make you know that that greases the wheels, that makes everything work work. That the well. majority of us choose to follow the law. But when that's there a social is contract. consequence for not adhering to the social contract, mm. and there's air quotes on that. Yeah. I think that's where I have a hard time is because I didn't law. vote on this. This is mm-hmm. not something that we agreed on. Okay, I agree that I'm a part of a society that is a, that is agreeing that this is something that we do and we can um, make life easier or harder for you if you adhere to this. So but- like a great example of that's cancel culture, right? Okay. Like cancel culture mm-hmm. is a great example of someone suffering for violating a social contract. Yes. Because most of those people didn't break any law. They just did something that people didn't like. That the, the, so, mob, the, the, the mob, mob was exactly. Like. So cancel culture is a is a, is a great example of And I, and I would say on, on a, a, because we are tribal at heart, that is where our psychology goes and mm-hmm. I think there's been lots of science that could back that up that that's we we function better in smaller societies that were tribes. Um, a lot of our instinct in how we function with each other goes back to our tribal instincts. Absolutely. Um, but in a tribe, it's obviously a much smaller group, say 100, 150, 250 people. Yeah. Um, if you do step out of line, if Ali goes out, I think the example has been used many times. I'm not making this up, but <laughs> he goes out and hunts and decides, you know, he kills That's an right. elk and brings it back to the village and goes, I'm not sharing. It's mine. My elk. Well, yeah. that doesn't, we may that not, doesn't jive. we don't execute Ali. We <clears throat> don't, but Ali doesn't get invited to any dinners. Ali doesn't, Ali get, doesn't get any get berries or nuts. To, we yeah. take the whole elk. Right. Right. <laughs> and so those things are kind of self-regulated. And so, and I don't have an answer for this at all. This is, but I think the size of our, of our communities and the size of our tribes now, um, we're still trying to implement these same things into a group of people that it's not, it doesn't function yeah. now. I mean, it's it a great argument for like the, the tribalism that we see happening on social, yeah, right? Is that, sure. is that people is that we have this innate kind of drive to band together. Right. When we feel threatened, we band together with right. like-minded people and then we all throw our collective force. Right. At it, something. Right? right? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it does. It definitely makes the case for why we have cancel culture and why we have all this other stuff and all these other problems that we're seeing right now is that, you know, it is kind of like built into our psyche, mm-hmm. like our, you know, just human beings. But I guess maybe like like we were talking about way early on, <laughs> affirmative action and racism mm-hmm. and just you know not being represented. Sometimes it's just good to be aware that we're predisposed to that. You know, and maybe trying to just acknowledge that, oh, maybe I'm engaging in tribalism and maybe it's not right. That's interesting. Maybe that's why overlanding works so well is because we are kind of like a tribe. Like, yeah. We well, I think so. We definitely band together similar. when shit goes sideways, right? Yeah, yeah we band absolutely. Together. We, we think similarly. We we are very inclusive, I yeah. think. I would like to think. I mean, outside of the, the trolls. For the most part. Yeah. Like, you know, and then, and then you think about like me, Frank, our buddy Matt, like and other friends, we've kind of banded together. Then you have like, you know, Brad and Marco and, you know, um, Josh, Josh and those guys. Yeah. yeah. And they all kind of like band together. Like it is, it becomes very tribal with, right. you know, these like, you know, I wouldn't call us gypsies because gypsies have a very distinct culture, but we are like these roaming bands of groups mm-hmm. who can converge from time to time and have big group gatherings, but we tend to stick to our crew. Like right. you with Stacy and Lizzie and Allie and whoever. Right. Like, you know, me and Frank and Matt and whoever. Yeah. Like everyone has their little, 
I guess cliques kind of, but like very but we're constantly trying to create our own tribes. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's just a natural part of what we do and we want to be included. We want to feel a part of things. Yeah. And I think that's natural and normal and, and not a bad thing in any way. Yeah. Uh, but when we stop communicating with the other tribes, mm-hmm. um, and we start assuming, um, I think I found this to be true and it has been years since this has been the case, but, um, I've interacted with, um, the rock crawling scene mm-hmm. and there's been not a lot of love from my perception, uh, from that group and it's been very confusing because i'm like dude we think you guys are like the rock stars mm-hmm. right like well think how <laughs> we no have adam intended. think how we have adam who just got a fridge in his in his jeep <laughs> he's coming in we're brought bringing yeah he's, a, he's that, the rocklander true rocklander no but i but, but we so easily want to and as soon as and i i guess i use that example only as just because that's what i've experienced and i'm sure i have pushed the other way and and been at fault as well but there have been moments where people have made assumptions about how i feel about them right right and that has created an entire thing that now we don't like each other oh so true and it's like wait because we do something different like wait, wait Let's sit down. And then as soon as you sit down and you start describing why <laughs> you enjoy whatever it is you do, right. and it may look totally different you than me, BFFs. it's exactly the same thing. It's exactly, there's there's a there's a similarity that's always there. Um, we're outdoors because we, we, we enjoy the space, we enjoy the freedom, the way it makes us feel, um, whatever it is, that independence that we get. Yep. Um, there, but as soon as when we stop talking and start assuming yeah. about each other, that's it seems it, to be that's when, when the evil comes, everything comes dude, off the rails. You came up in the uh, last podcast. You came up in the last podcast we had with uh, Josh over at Off the Grid Surplus, and oh. we were talking about like when I was at Five Eleven and what Josh thought of me. And Josh thought I was this. Josh thought I was this like maniacal <laughs> like like person trying to come take over the scene with Five Eleven and get into overlanding and. We're going to take over the world. Usurp everything he's been trying to build, like, you know, pulling you into 511 and Brad from Trail Recon into 511. And then he's like, but then we hung out once. And I don't even think like I, I, I had no idea until that podcast right. of how he even felt about me at all. And it was, he's like, it's, it wasn't until we like actually hung out where I'm like, oh, you're nothing that I thought you were. Right. You're not this guy who was out to get me right. or do anything. You were just you're just really a hard charging person in general, like, right. you know? And it's like, yeah, we're like, and me and him are good friends now. And right. it's like, and it's like, it's funny, like his assumption, if, if allowed to stay the way it was, would have turned into something really negative and him and I could have possibly never been friends. Right. But we had an opportunity to talk, like you're saying, right. and we, he had an opportunity to see that I was about everything he was about and I loved what he was doing and I was all about it and, I think it took him off guard where he's like, oh, shit, like you're not what I thought you were. Right. But it be and again, back to the social media, because we all function and communicate or we think we're communicating through uh, observing each other and reading over reading someone's right. post. Yeah. And oh, well, what they really mean is kind this. of overanalyzing. Ooh, yeah, they're, they're throwing shade at me for sure. Right. And oh, this means, you know, I mean, all these silly things that we do. When in reality, we have no idea what they're thinking. We have no idea what they mean. We and have that's no not even idea. taking into account what kind of baggage we're bringing into the oh, conversations. It's all sure. the stories. Like Alan yeah. from Casey always likes to talk about the stories we create in our own minds for based sure. off of our upbringing. Like exactly. as far back as like when we oh, were totally. kids, yeah. being raised by our parents and the things we went through in school and other jobs and what we brought with us right. into a conversation and into our perception of how we're 
identifying with what that person's like saying or what they're saying about us or even their perspective about us like you know has has shaped and molded to a certain extent by our own perceptions about ourselves right Right. um so yeah there's there's a big part of it where it's just like the stories we create in our yeah for sure yeah well in uh so uh jordan peterson is uh, someone who's written a couple of books and kind of can be seen as like a self-help guru thing Mm -hmm. but he's got a book that um just outlines a few like 12 topics or something like that but one of them is um every person and i'm paraphrasing but like every person you interact with go at that conversation as if this person has something to teach you and he you know unpacks that a bit with we all have such different backgrounds you know how we like you just said like the home we grew up in, the experiences we had, um, those are not experiences I've had. Right. I, I can't even speak to those. Your I have, I have no yeah. idea what it's like to live that. I have no idea what it's like to have those conversations, to experience any of that. Um, so we could be polar opposites, absolute enemies, but I still have something to learn from you. And that takes a lot of true humility not just i'm humbled by this whole moment uh, but but true humility and mm. in coming into a conversation and going okay i don't like you <laughs> maybe it's gotten to that point i don't like you but i'm gonna listen yeah that's um, the hard part right is is like you said the true humility piece of that is shelving all yeah. your opinions and you know preconceptions right. ego yeah. ego and you don't even have to agree i think at the, and that's this isn't a we have to meet somewhere in this right this and i think that's a misconception and that causes a lot of strife and a lot of uh just intense emotion between people this isn't us like having to solve this problem mm-hmm. i just need to be able to hear you and hear you without feeling like i'm being attacked right. and just, just have a conversation and then we can go away from that and maybe that's not where my my view has changed just maybe empathy it's, i mean it's just having just, empathy like, exactly it's like, that's just exactly. Who you are. exactly and it's like maybe we're not two people that should even like coexist within the same space right but you're allowed to be you because that is one thing that i love about america is it's based on it's based on a constitution that allows us to be who we want to be right without fear of persecution right, right? and i think that's one of the fundamental things about this country that made my parents come here in 78 and make a new life for themselves when they could have stayed in iran my mom's side of the family super affluent like very well connected within you know politics and whatnot but they still she still came here you know and it's like why right. well because this is the place where you're supposed to be able to be just who you are right right but allow even the bad side of who people are to just be and you stay on your side and they stay on their side right. and that's the way it should be right right now we're at a weird place where we're trying to force each other to think a certain way which is yeah causing a lot of shit and i really hope it it somehow shakes out in the wash kind of a thing. I, so um, I don't know if no, that's the right end. No. I'm not ready. No, to, I'm think, not ready to go fight my neighbor. No. And I think that's, I think the, the important takeaway here is I think what we've kind of hashed out already is we need to stop basing our opinions on society or the state of society mm-hmm. on memes or on <laughs> some soundbite from some news show or something like that. And base your position or your view of current society on the conver- on the actual conversations you're having with your neighbors with your friends on these interactions yeah. because you're going to find that the vast majority of people are somewhere in the middle and you know you're within a few degrees of each other right. either way well right i'm sorry I, i've been in the same homes as drug dealers i have yeah i've been 
I've partied with drug dealers. I've hung out with them yeah. for lengths of time. And if the cops would have broken down the door to do a raid on a on one of the houses I was at at the time when I was younger, and one of the guys who I was hanging out with pulled out a gun, and I got shot by the police because they were trying to defend themselves, it would have been on me. Mm-hmm. Not on the police, not on a bad system, but on me for making poor choices and being in a place where I should not have been. Right. And I think right now society has not accepted the fact that that is just the way it fucking is. And for some reason, if you're in the wrong place, supposedly you're in the right and they're in the wrong. And that's fucked. Well, it's not a perfect system, but it is arguably the best system out there. One of the best systems, dude. I've been, I've lived in other countries. And, and, and and that doesn't mean we don't need to address the flaws and doesn't mean we need to try to to strive to do better for sure. Yeah. But I think again, that's where, you know, the burn it down mentality right now, I think is just, it's like, I think that's the real problem is the, that burn it down mentality for sure. Yeah. It's, and, and I, I think there's a lack of education and I, and I don't know where we've, you know, where the, the line was that we failed our, the, the generations behind us um, or, or our own generations. I don't, I don't know where that happened, uh, but there seems to be a lack of education of you don't know what happens when this gets burned down. Yeah. Right. And we saw what happens over toilet paper. Right. Okay. Let's true. go back right. to toilet it's paper. True. Toilet paper, bro. Toilet paper sister yeah toilet paper like, <laughs> yeah. no toilet yeah. paper exactly it's like think about fucking toilet how hard I was agree. it to get toilet paper i agree did think about the stories of people like pulling toilet paper out of people's hands yeah yeah because it's, it's like ridiculous. the last couple rolls or whatever the fuck just imagine what happens when there's nobody there to like actually go to when somebody's taking something of yours right what then and yeah. it comes back to what we talked about too and, and i think it was with josh actually where you don't the the reality is is that that there's there's no we, we try to treat things black and white like you have to be you have to be pro police but you can't support reform or right. you have to support yeah. you have to defund the police but you can't support the police like there's that the reality is is that all the solutions always as long as we've been in in existence as a species <laughs> all the solutions are in the middle mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. right it's we've never been that kind of polarizing thing and that's what I think what's breaking a lot of things yeah. is that we dig our heels into these polar opposites which in the past politically has worked like when you're, when you're fighting against the Nazis yeah yeah well <laughs> you know it's okay too. to be polarized <laughs> wait real Nazis that or no, real Nazis okay yeah it's that okay too. to be polarized <laughs> But, that too, but but I, but I mean, like you know, when you have two functioning sides, right, right, right. Yes, you. That's that's kind of the the foundation of negotiation, right? You start extreme, and then you kind of come and you meet in the middle, right. right? Right. But when you have the situation where social media is the form of negotiation, that doesn't work, right? Because you start at the ends and you never leave the ends, right? And I think that's part of far extreme sides. exactly. Yeah. That's part of the problem is that so you know we don't have these functioning sides right now. We have these sides that are that dig in and they stay there and they no longer come to the middle and have those formative conversations. America has lost the middle. Yeah, yeah. really sure. seriously, Huge America issue. has lost the middle. That's really what it is. Yeah. And so you know we're gonna have to change this name to um, rigged for politics. But I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, look, we're all dealing with it. And actually, this is probably the longest podcast we've ever done, an hour 42 now. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, there's a lot to talk about. And I'm okay with having a stand. And I'm okay with Frank having no, a different. I'm okay. Frank sometimes has a different opinion than I do. And it's okay. And sometimes we get fired up. But it's all right because I still love this guy. Right. And 
I still respect you for what you know or what you think. And it's like, it's okay that you don't believe what maybe I believe all the time. That's fine. And that's the way society should be. Right. You know, as long as you're not trying to come to my house and telling me how to fucking live inside my house, we're cool, dude. We're good. You know, you're not telling me what parts I need to put on my Jeep. We're fine. <laughs> like, you know, and it's like, that's the way, that's the way we should all get along. And I get some people who send me, I think we've talked about this, but they send me like these really right wing things. And it's like, bro, that's cool. Some of your shit's funny. I laugh at it. Like it's whatever. Some of it I agree with. Some of it I just don't connect with. Yeah. And if I was to tell you that, like you might think I don't like you. It's right. not the case. I you just, might take it personal. You might take it personal. And right. Like, so I don't even engage. Right? right. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm just, I'm really like, if you, if any of you out there want to know me, I'm in the middle. So don't come at me from the right. Don't come at me from the left. You know, be open-minded. If you're, if you're willing to see the both sides, then we're cool. If not, then fuck off. Like, yeah. I don't. And I was completely joking about changing the name of the podcast. That shit ain't never going to happen. Right. But part of the things that I love most is that, if, you know, when we started this podcast, like over a year ago in Calico, yeah. one of the things that we, one of the goals that we set out was, look, these are the conversations that we have around a campfire, which is why we wanted to do this. Orange Sports It's to document, yeah, Orange Sports, it's to document the really cool, deep conversations that only happen when we're out. Right. You know, this is what we talk about a lot of times. Nat- we'll be things, around the fire talking about this shit. Yeah, like, things that happen in our lives that are that are impacting us, that are weighing heavy, and that we lean on each other to either a get it out or to find some direction and find some guidance. And sometimes it might be more right than center or left than center. Yeah, around the fire pit, and maybe on this podcast we tend to, I tend to keep it just on the middle. But sometimes I, I think I lean more right middle mm-hmm. personally, uh, just by nature of who I am and how I've been raised. Um, but it doesn't mean that. If you are a Biden supporter, you can't hang with me. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't give two shits. Honestly. I've never asked anyone who they support yeah. when they came camping with us. No, at <laughs> I all. don't give a shit. I well, and I, I th- yeah, and I, I just think the encouragement to not disconnect from those relationships when we when we identify that we, we think differently. I think that's been the saddest. I mean, I've not to go down this road, but I've, I've made a couple moves this year that have kind of maybe solidified where I stand with sure. a few things. And it's been, you know, the the people I don't know, the people I have no relationships with. I mean, they can, they literally can say whatever they want. Like, that's totally fine. We do not have a relationship. But I think the saddest, like the things I've actually grieved, um, and maybe being a female, this has hit me a little bit harder, but there's been two relationships that I, we were friends and they have completely disconnected. Wow. Um, you know, social media and otherwise. Um, and I found that that was... That was that just that really bummed me out yeah. that like and I guess it was more of the loss of the like, oh, I, th- I thought we were closer than that. I thought we could have a conversation. Yeah. Um, and so I guess I just the encouragement to people is, yes, I, I understand how uncomfortable those are. And, and, you know, when things are emotions are high, it's easy to feel like, well, well, screw you. Like, I just fear. can't have this conversation with yeah. you. Like, you're an idiot. I can't be around you anymore. And I get it. Those are emotions that we all have. Um, but just take a breath and like, let's have let's sit down and find what we connect on. Um, because I do think that is the like the core of who we are as Americans and we, and we have such we do have a rebellious nature and an independence a fierce independence that has made us what we are yeah um, but if we disconnect from each other 
like we're that's the real loss and the real tragedy of all this well and that's, that happens that could be the loss of america yeah i think that could be the the you know we we know what history does we know what the 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 greek and then we know what the the roman empire did we well, we have examples of it. I'll tell you one thing. The reason why I don't connect with a lot of Middle Eastern people is because my parents came here in 78 to get away from people telling them how to live their fucking lives. Mm. Because back in 78, everything changed when the when the religious regime yeah. kind of came to power. They wanted everyone to think one way. Right. Right. And prior to that, the president, you know, the, the ruler of Iran, um, he was about becoming a first world country, about having Europeans vacationing on the beach off the Caspian like Iran know. a lot of people don't know this Iran in the early 70s and late 60s was a major destination for yeah, sure for a, a lot of yes. very famous and very rich yeah. people yeah. and people don't like know that I came across like resort footage exactly of, like of, of if, Europeans if you don't know this do yourself a favor and look up Iran in the late 60s early 70s it was insane it was awesome dude my dad was a total fucking like to what stoner. i know like he was a rebel he was not part of that culture and my mom my mom married him so that goes to say what she was into right yeah and it's like so i come from a line of kind of like rebels right who came to this country so for me being a being a basically first generation persian american the american values have so much deeper like like weight for me than i think maybe even some Americans where I'm like, this is what my parents came for. Right. For this, for like the freedoms of being who they wanted to be, of having their own expression, not going back to some fucking like, like extremist rule or like, like having people tell you what to think. And I see that right now happening with some of these left and right groups. And I'm like, fuck off. This is what our country was not based on. Right. You know? So I don't know. That's my rant. I'm sorry. I'm just like I have a different perspective. I like to think than some people. And no, I mean it. it it's definitely there's definitely like a, um, I feel like a, like an appreciation that you know I think immigrants get written off a lot for being immigrants for being new for being the new kids in the country. But I think that one of the things that's kind of cool if you are an immigrant and like and I think you know I think you and I share this in our in our family's backgrounds um, is that you come here for a very for a different reason that is very front of mind and very recent right like it's it's and also i mean if you if you were an immigrant and became a citizen you went through a process that educated you and kind of indoctrinated you and showed you what this country was built on and that gave you a very recent in your adult life which most of us i think learn as children in american history mm. it gives them a very a very real view in their adult lives of how this country was built and functions and how it the the ideologies of it and i think that gets lost on a lot of americans that have been here second third fourth fifth generation right right is yeah straight up man a lot of you guys take this shit for granted yeah straight up a lot of you guys think that this is just how things are and you know what they're fucking not right you know and some <laughs> of you guys don't appreciate what you've got and you expect a lot more than you should right and some of you guys just forgot how to grind it out your children aren't playing in the streets and telling each other hey you can't play with that girl because the trucks are gonna come around and they might pick you up and they might go beat you mm. and those are the stories I heard when I was 16 and I went to Iran yeah and we're playing out in the street and some of the girls would want to come play like soccer or whatever yeah and it's like that's a different that's a whole fucking different like you know no pun intended but ball game like you know that's yeah. that's a different kind of reality 
that they live with every single day. So imagine as an American having a, your kids out there going, hey, don't don't say that or don't act that way or else that we'll just say Antifa van is going to come and pick you up. Yeah, you guys don't know what you. it's like to actually have like live in a society that that literally black bags people in the van. Dude, replace Mula <laughs> with Antifa. Replace Mula well, with far right extremists. And like, that's what I think there's you know? a lack of education there. I think there there's well, lack of perspective. Lack of perspective, but there's I don't even think they understand. I mean, just I mean I think everyone would assume Antifa is just not a positive thing right now. Sure. Um, but, you know, to hear some of some of them, and maybe this isn't the core, and I, I would be welcome to have a conversation, but it sounds like they truly believe that they are anti-fascist. Right. And it's it's not me being angry, but it's like you you need a history lesson because you may think that your core values are anti-fascist, but your methods are out of the textbook so you can't implement things using these methods and expect us just to be like oh but you want this for america so oh because it's like no no no, like replace the red flag and the and the swastika with a black uniform this has happened before in history so i think i i that's where the disconnect with that is it's funny because i i take it actually maybe to my own detriment, I take a very different perspective on this. And that is because... We're doing it, Frank. We're yeah. doing it. Here we go. Yeah. We're in it. And that's because... Here comes hour number two. It's going to be yeah. a three-hour podcast. For a long time, like, for example, in this country, we've had white supremacist groups, right? KKK, now Proud Boys, now all these different groups. They've existed for a long time, decades, right? And those are far-right, very extreme groups, right? And I look at Antifa as a leftist response to that right and that's and i and i say that not not as a justification because they're both wrong right but i say that as when i was in i going back to like my college day when i was in a a, a social sciences class i remember my professor said one thing that stuck with me my entire life is the more you resist the more it will persist and what that means is the harder one side pushes the harder the other side will push back and so what we're talking about is you're, you're never going to get rid of a group that has now established itself, let's call it like Antifa, until you get rid of the group that they're struggling against, right? And so that's why the two go hand in hand. They're almost like the yin and the yang, right? Which is they're, they're, they're an extreme group fighting against what they view as an opposing extreme belief. Methods aside, both sides have done horrific things in their past and currently do you can't argue that the extreme right of the kkk doesn't have history of horrors in their background Mm -hmm. that are comparable to what antifa or what you may put against antifa now right and so if we want to as a society abolish antifa we have to also abolish it on the other side or vice versa well i guess in some respects like you had the you had the south rising up an army to defend what they believed in and then you had the north raise up an army to fight against that belief right so you had two opposing beliefs both militarized both really willing to go to the most extreme methods to defend what they believed in right and they went to war and i guess that's what all wars start so fuck maybe we really are on the precipice of a civil war i don't know. i don't think we are because i don't think we have as a society i don't think we have the stomach for it straight up 
I don't know. I don't think we do. We got the guns for it. Well, yeah. One side does. That's right. <laughs> for <laughs> you'd sure. You'd be surprised. You, you, you think that, but you'd be surprised. Yeah, would... I think it would outnumber. <laughs> no, I definitely think it would outnumber the other side for sure. Yeah. But but the, the, the fact is, is you do get two sides who do want to go up to arms and one side will lose and, you know. Well, and I, I agree. I think that one is a response to the other. And I think that, you know, without the, the dismantlement of one side, um, the other, you know, the, the one will, they, they can't. One I'll tell you what happened dismantle. with Antifa or any group that came up in the far left, which used to be before Antifa, there was a group called, um, God, what were they called? Like Black Rifle not the coffee company. They were called Black Rifle Militia or something like the Weathermen. They were something else. Um, way back. And and what and what they were doing, their whole point was to arm the left. The Yippies? No, their no whole point. Back. Their whole point was to arm the left and that was a direct response to the militia mentality of the extreme right. Right? And so that then I feel like eventually got broken up into these local groups that then turned into part of splinters that part of splinters or ideas of this ideology of antifa mm-hmm. right but you know and that's why i'm saying i think you'd be very surprised if you look at the statistics of how many guns are in america there is absolutely it is it is statistically impossible for those guns to strictly be on one side of the spectrum it's just it just is just I'm not based on, it's the on number, one side i'm just saying just on the number of americans more. in this country right but that's not the point right the point is is that you know, if we, re- we we've got to look inside at what the core issues are that we're facing. If we really want to solve the extremes on either side, it's just not going to happen by by addressing. Come these. back to the middle. Exactly, it's not going to happen by by abolishing the extremes because the extremes are not the disease; they're the symptom. And yes, I I will concede some of those. I I guess right now. Without having, um, I don't have a great grasp on what the Proud Boys are or, or what their history is. Um, and we don't need to go down that road right now. But I don't see them commandeering, taking over cities um, in America right now. I don't see them creating, um, I don't know what they're creating. I mean, Antifa isn't either. They've done what? Free zones? They've done one free zone? What is, Which was what is Seattle and Portland? That's, that's two out of an entire nation. That's well, two. I do. Okay. That's, that's a pretty big deal. Though. That's nothing. If you're talking about commandeering cities, that's nothing. That's two. And that's not even Antifa. So, that's just people that are far left and got name, a free zone. name a city that the Proud Boys have taken over and created their own law? I can name an entire swath of the country the KKK has taken over. What? The South. No, and almost every town true. in the that's South. That's not true. Look at the history book. They that's have literally owned towns in the South. That is not me making things up. Okay. Are we talking in like the 1950s or are we talking... I mean, we're talking about. Okay. I didn't come. I didn't come with my research in hand for the podcast. <laughs> well, and I don't want to. Ar- I don't want to argue with you either. But I, that's where my stance is. Is right. While I will say that yes, one is a response to the other. I I have. I take. There is. There is no spot in my conscience or in my thought. And I'm process. not arguing that what they're doing is right. That's not at all what I'm saying. Okay. I'm just saying that it was a response to. Okay, and and I think we can agree on that, um, and 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 maybe this all comes down to the way we communicate again, totally. the way or the lack of the way we or the way we don't communicate mm-hmm. anymore, um, and that we're able to make assumptions on what we think our enemy believes, and therefore take action that is 
then perceived by the other side as something. And then now we are, you know, in this where we're at now, where we have two very radical sides coming at each other, um, thinking that they are 100 percent right. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe have actual evidence to say, well, you did this because you did, but they did that because this side because did Because they did, right. It's yeah. very yeah. emotionally exactly. charged. It's very general. emotional. It is, 100%. Charged. And I mean, you know, the other historical fact, I think, and this is not taking sides, like just straight up mm-hmm. history. I challenge anyone to point any major social revolution or political revolution. I'll even venture to say at any point in the history of humanity that was not that did not come at the expense of property and did not come at the expense Ooh. of lives oh frank <laughs> seriously you show me one well, you show I me mean, a major revolution that, that a major cultural or social revolution that took place sure. that did not come at the expense of property and life well i'm saying that's fine i'm just saying that there's one side that's definitely going to lose in a gunfight versus another side no, no no i'm not talking about war I'm just talking about. Well, I mean, there's only one way take to take it, my let's, property. Let's even take it down to protest. There's only one t- way to take property or life. Let's even take it down to protest. Physical action, right? Name one. So you are in favor of the burn it down mentality? No, I'm not. I'm just asking you to name one where it didn't happen and change took place. Gandhi. What has Gandhi changed? Gandhi. Gandhi was able to go make salt. <laughs> you know, and that, ladies and gentlemen, you know. we and that's how we're gonna yeah. end this. Let's pay some bills. Um, right? But no, the truth and is, look, there, I'm there not saying been, this. I'm not. I'm only saying this. Unviolent protests, and I'm only saying actually, this. To Nelson open Mandela, mind. like he fucking went on his hunger strike, and like you know, became this like beautiful well, human soul. Well, I think uh, so. Okay, well, maybe we'll go back to this. Humans are flawed. You know, it, it, humans are 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 catastrophically flawed exactly and that's um, the point yeah that's and, the point and and that's what i'm asking people to open their minds a little bit further than you're always wrong or you're always right yes and i think in this there could be give on both sides 100 yeah. percent. but i do think I, I guess my my real world example that i gave of taking a stand where i where i feel very strongly um and not saying that you have to agree with me but just i feel that i have the right to make this stand and then to have people who oppose that say that i no longer want to have a friendship that has gone Mm -hmm. over years with you um that's been my experience yeah that's harsh so with that as my experience um i think i then perceive that perspective a very specific way um and i don't i don't hear a lot of um desire to come and have a conversation i hear a lot of emotion a lot of screaming a lot of wanting to yell the other side down um and again i I do believe this is on both sides i've seen it but i think just again from what i've experienced the stand i've taken i think that's been very disappointing and so just as an exhortation to us as a community, I think. Um, I mean, I, I appreciate our conversation, Frank specifically. I know where you stand, Ali. We're good. Whatever. You don't have to <laughs> appreciate it. I don't care. I'm not here no, to be appreciated. No, no. But I, I do really appreciate that, Frank. I think that um, I, I know we've there have been more emotional moments, I think, for you and I. And I think that not that there's been anything like fireworks or anything, but um, I, I think we do stand on somewhat opposing sides in some areas. Um, 
but I've always appreciated that. I think you do show up and you're there for the conversation and it's never a, you know, wash my hands of you. Like this is the last time I see you. No, 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 no. I'm absolutely not. not. And I don't feel that. And I think, and I think there are many like you and I, I, that's a good thing, but I, I do, I just want to encourage everyone who's listening to this. I think we just have to remember that, regardless of how emotional we feel, we have to be able to sit down and have a conversation. Yeah, and there needs to be two sides. There needs to be, uh, like we were saying earlier, kind of a a push and pull Mm -hmm. because that's how this country stays in the middle. Right. Right? It cannot be dominated by the left. It cannot be dominated by the right. It cannot be dominated by a single party. Right? Right. The reason that this is a success is because there is a give and take and a push and pull and we end up in the middle and everyone gets a little something of what they wanted in the end. Right. right? And that's that's part of our problem, I think, that's right the now. Win-win. Exactly. Yeah. That's the win win and that's what, you know, we're losing right now is like you said earlier, Ali, we're losing the middle. Uh, and that's what I will tell anyone who wants to get into political debate with me. <clears throat> political debate with me is like we are losing the middle. And if you're not gonna concede to that, then we don't really have that much to talk about. Yeah. Because that's very firm where I'm at, like, you know, in general. And it's like, like I said, you couldn't believe something I don't believe. Like, you know, the fact that Frank and I still have a podcast <laughs> is very telling of that mentality. No, it is. Because it is very telling. he and I don't exactly have the same points of view. Right. But there are things about him I appreciate and things about me he appreciates. And it just works. Right. You know? And it's like even my wife, if I think about, you know, Ashley and what she's into and what she does. We are very two different people. I'm very creative, like right brain. She's very like legally minded left brain. And yet I still find what she does very fascinating and she finds me very fascinating and she's not me. So, and I, and I actually truly believe that if I was to marry myself in a female version, I would hate myself. <laughs> For sure. And yeah, we would be self-destruct. Yeah. We would be divorced yeah. <laughs> so fast and I would be like yeah. looking for Ashley totally. for services. Totally. Um, you know, but no, like they're, there needs to be an appreciation for something that's not you. Right? Yeah. And there needs to be learning. Like you said, you should be able to learn something, even if like what you believe about me or whatever, you should be able to come to me with a community, like some kind of communication to where you're trying to take from me some kind of, there's always something in there. Some kind of learning learn from, empathy. You know? Yeah. Empathy for sure. And so, and I think that's a really good spot for us to like, uh, close this one out. Yeah. Is, Y'all motherfuckers need to have some <laughs> empathy and care about each other and stop being so galvanized on one side or the yep. other and realize we're all here in a blink of like our existence here is like a fucking flicker of light. It's a nanosecond. Dude, you don't matter. No. Nope. Remember this. If there's one thing that I want you to take away from this podcast is <laughs> you do not matter. Your mom might love you. Your significant other might bury you, uh, bear with you. But it's like at the and end of the day, you. yeah, one day. Um, you don't matter. None right. of us matter. Right. All that matters is the emotion, the love, the caring, the the feelings that we give one another, the the ease at which we make this fucking crazy ride and on this planet last. Like if we can make it easier for each other, that's what our goal should be. Right. At least for even ourselves. Like take the easy way through it and make it like the path of least resistance. Being good to each other is the tide that lifts all boats. All boats. And so, you know, just be friends, good to each other. I love you. I care about you guys. Even you crazy people who hit me up who want me to take a stand on one way or the other. (laughs) And I might not want to. I think you're awesome. And I think you should definitely have your beliefs. But 
be open, be willing to to accept the other side. But good and bad, you can't force someone else to nope. take on can't. your. All we can but, do is. But I can encourage you if you feel that strongly. Yeah. yeah, you should do it. Yeah, and reach out. People that, have different opinions. There's empowerment in that yeah. too. Absolutely. You know, there's if if you believe something like that's what we're losing we're forgetting like to, to be able to speak to speak our, our you know we can't we cannot lose that as americans yeah. you don't want to you don't want a world of robots yeah no let's pay some bills let's pay some bills on that so, note well for jillian thank you so much for being by far the longest podcast we've definitely by far sorry, ever guys. had in a good way no, this is this way. is fantastic the and beer way was deeper, good thanks for the beer way deeper than i thought we were going to get which is awesome and a wonderful surprise thank you for not batting an eye when i grabbed two for myself because i knew <laughs> this was going to take a minute not at all um but uh yeah let's so uh as usual casey thank you so much for uh being there and you know I almost feel like I shouldn't even talk during this segment. You should be the one talking because I work there, but they, they've been a supporter of ours they have before been I even worked there. Before, yeah, yeah. While we were both ambassadors. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, yeah huge thanks to them, all the support that they've given us over the almost years. Um, it's been fantastic. Jillian's been actually a great ambassador. Yeah, Jillian too. I really appreciate um, everything you've done. I don't have done. any, Casey. What are you talking about? What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, of course, um, a little bit of a change-up, but we're definitely, definitely do not forget Gear Forward. Um, until we figure out kind of the situation with I what's going on. I have a full of sleeping bags right now. Yeah. Um, we'll figure that out. But definitely reach out to them directly. I don't know what forward. to do with them. But <laughs> they're there. Gearforward.com. All you children out there who have no sleeping bags, I have sleeping bags for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just... They're in my Jeep. I feel like I need the story for this. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of We took a bags. big donation and we have nowhere to put it. So oh, um, And I so, just found out Gear Forward's actually like far away. Yeah, they're not they're not in SoCal. Um <laughs> so which is fine. Like we'll 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 figure it out. Um but for now, if you have gear or you just want to give a cast donation, look them up, Gear Forward. They're a great organization. Reach helping, out to them direct. Yep. Helping um underprivileged I have children. No <laughs> helping underprivileged children Ali's experience Jeep the outdoors. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Jillian, where can people find you? <laughs> oh, um, basically on Instagram, <laughs> Jillian Rebecca with the R E B E K A H. Mm-hmm. And I go by Jillian, not Rebecca. That is, I should really say that. That is what, quite possibly the weirdest thing that happens. Wait, we your, your Instagram name is Jillian Rebecca, and people call you the second name in people that? They call, call you Rebecca? Rebecca? All the time. Interesting. Yeah. Do they, do they like, think hey, Jillian Becca. is a last name? I don't know. No, it's like. Oh my gosh, are you Rebecca? That's like there's an actual inside joke in That's our funny. group. That's hmm. funny. Okay, you, you just perpetuated that joke, by the I way. I know. I, I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to use it now. I, yeah, I'm going to use it too. Yeah. I just think it's so <laughs> weird. I can't figure out like the psychology. Becca, of that. Like, how does that happen? Becca. No, that's legitimately hey, a thing. Oh, come on, Bex. <laughs> Becky. <laughs> Great. Becky, did you get those lights? Come on, Bex. I sent them to you last week. <laughs> All right, oh it man. Started. Um. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening. You can find us at rigfordirt.com. Don't forget the so far so good patch that Ollie designed that looks fantastic and belongs on your headliner or gigantic patch spot on your shirt. Um, we appreciate it. Helps us gas helps money. us get some gas money so mm-hmm. we can come out here and hang out with Jillian and her sportsmobile. Mm-hmm. Um, rigfordirt.com and rigfordirt on the Instagrams and our Facebook group, rigfordirt group. You can. I'm Frank Trucky McTruckface. I am Ollie at Keep the Jeep. I'm Jillian Rebecca at Jillian Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye.